So today we have a very, very special episode planned. Every episode is special, but this one is uniquely special. For myself and for my co-host Oz here today, this is indeed a trip down memory lane. If you guys clicked on this episode, I'm assuming then that you saw the title for this episode, which is the superhero movies of our childhood. Now, Oz and I, we are millennials, uh, which used to mean that we were the young people. Now it means something else it, that need not be said. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. No, we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> but, you know, Oz, I figure that considering the subject matter of tonight and considering that this is indeed a trip down memory lane for us, a nostalgia walk, if you will, it's not right unless we kick things off with the, the, the proper music. So I figured that we'd, we start things off with something more appropriate for tonight's uh, opening song instead of our normal theme song. Hear you? No heaven, no heaven, what can save us? What will you hold on to? podcast doesn't work out you can be a radio dj (laughs) (laughs) oh that's uh you know fallback plans it's always good to have one uh but yes i thought that it would be only appropriate for us to start off with uh you know one of the for better or for worse one of the more more uh memorable theme songs from the superhero movies of our childhood. Yeah, and like, honestly, it's a huge thing on TikTok right now. Everybody's using <laughs> the sound of the song. Really? Yeah, it's, it, oh, like, it's making a that's comeback, great. too. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I remember back in the day, I thought this song was banging. Yeah, because like, <laughs> we, we, we got it at the end of what I think is probably one of the best superhero movies of our childhood. You know what? I can't argue with that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. Uh, you know, say what you will about Spider-Man 1 now, but man, when it came out uh, back in the Disney, it kind of revolutionized a lot of uh, what the superhero genre was as far as live action. People didn't take superhero movies that seriously mm-hmm. before Spider-Man 1. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like, because, uh, I mean, I'm sure this is going to be on the list, but, you know, the the original Daredevil movie. I think we even went and seen in theaters together. We saw a lot of these together. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember thinking, oh man, Ben Affleck didn't do a bad job. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck was I thinking? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get too far into things, uh, I want to have a little bit of uh, banter with you. For those of you who don't know, Oz has been on the podcast several times and he yeah. will be on the podcast several times this month. Actually, yes, hell yes. Uh, for those who don't know, he will be joining us 
for uh, our Stranger Things review, season four. Yes. Uh, I cannot I'm wait for that. very much looking forward to that. Same. Very, very much the same. Um, yeah, I have a lot to say about that. I haven't finished it yet. I am... Uh, I uh, just finished episode five before you got over here, so you know yep. you, you need to get on the ball. I, I twice. Yep. <laughs> I've already watched the entire season twice. Oh man! <laughs> well, then that kind of dovetails perfectly into a, a, another sh- a show that I'm going to have you on for, and that is Obi Wan. Oh yes, I'm actually a little behind. I'm one episode behind. I'm, I plan on watching it tomorrow. Okay, so you have not seen episode three yet? No, I have not. Okay, no. I'm, I'm sure you've heard about it or some uh, things I'm, that I've heard some mixed reviews about it, which is. Odd to me, but you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is, you know. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you this now, and obviously, I ask you this again when we sit down to review uh, the Obi Wan TV show. By the way, Obi Wan and Stranger Things would be Patreon exclusive. Uh, so if you guys want to get those entire episodes, be sure to go to patreon.com, bachelor superhero homies, to get that full access, as well as my review to both Top Gun Maverick and uh, Jurassic Dominion Six Rapture Killing People, whatever it's called. Uh, that will also be out. <laughs> uh, but, you know, with that being said, I wanted to go ahead and kind of pick your brain a little bit. Uh, what are your, your your vague feelings on the Obi-Wan show right now? My vague feelings? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I guess I just don't have enough information to go on. Um, but, like, the two episodes that we get at the very beginning, uh, I do feel are strong. But they're... They, I feel like they need to ramp it up soon mm-hmm. because like those first two episodes, while they did have some good moments, I feel like to hook us, they need something big. Yeah. Like Mando, you know, Mandalorian had, right. you know, when, when we found out Grogu was a thing, well, baby Yoda, the child, mm-hmm. like that was a huge moment. Like we had not expected to see a fucking child Yoda. And we did, we need something like that. I feel to really tie this together. Um, it, that's that's tricky though because like with Obi Wan, it's literally sandwiched between two trilogies. Yep, and you're right. So I I don't really they don't have a whole lot of room to maneuver without breaking canon. True, that's very true. And um, I've heard some serious rumors, and one of a, a coworker of mine he actually came up with a theory. Well, not a theory, more hmm. of a. If this happens, I will you know never watch Star Wars again. There's always one of those. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um. But like he says in this show, if Leia holds up her hand and uses the Force one time during this show, he is boycotting Star Wars forever. And honest to God, I partially, agree, I, I pretty much agree with him. Like because Leia didn't have those abilities. Like she, she was clearly mm-hmm. Force sensitive, right? But she was never, she never really used the Force. Not like in yeah. a you know physical sense. So what was that one scene I think it was in Rise of Skywalker when we see young Luke and Leia they're like uh, well I mean it wasn't really young Luke and Leia <laughs> it, they were adults right yeah, like yeah they they, were... it was uh, after Return of the Jedi gotcha yeah and yeah. um so uh, they're I think I, I can't remember the planet they're on but they're running through the woods and actually training each other like mm-hmm. Luke is training Leia and you know that it wasn't uh, was it Rise of Skywalker I thought it was was it or was it uh... no yeah, you're right you're right okay um, those movies bleed together. Yeah. To me. <laughs> uh, and that kind of le- led me to just have one more question for you about Star Wars, because again, you and Caleb are kind of my Star Wars uh, aficionaries here on the podcast. <laughs> and, and that is, um, Disney has, has had Star Wars now for almost 10 years. Uh, you know, they, they acquired the right to Lucas films. Uh, I think like back in 2014 or 2013. And then we got the force awakens in 2015. 
So with all the Star Wars content that they've produced, do you think that Star Wars is, do you think the quality of the Star Wars content is better when it was solely on underneath and owned by George Lucas? Or do you think it's better now owned by Disney? Uh, I'm going to say solely by George Lucas. And the reason being is it's not a, it wasn't a cash cow to him. That's true. It was his passion. Yeah. You could tell even in this, uh, the prequels, a lot of people, there's a lot of people who, Especially the fans of the originals didn't like the, the the prequels, but I felt those are some of the best movies in the the series. Especially now mm-hmm. we've added the other movies, but um, I I feel that George Lucas definitely you could tell he cared about what he was doing. Right. I don't feel Disney is like that unless it's made by John Favreau or yeah, uh, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Yeah. I, I agree actually. If it's not made by one of those two, then it feels I'm not going to say soulless, but you can kind of see. Uh, the money symbol in, in Disney's eyes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you on that one. I was just kind of curious to get your thoughts uh, because um, Star Wars is obviously one of the biggest fandoms, has one of the biggest fan bases of all time, one of the biggest, most recognizable uh, you know, movie series of all times. And so it, it does make sense that a studio like Disney would want to acquire it and utilize it uh, you know, because there's a lot of money involved. However... <clears throat> I think part of the success of The Mandalorian wasn't just the fact that it was kind of this cool space western, but it was also the fact that it felt somewhat original, both in tone and we got a new character, a new lead character. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it wasn't a Jedi. It wasn't a Jedi. Don't get me wrong, I'm still a huge nut for anything Jedi, but at the same time, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I'm so happy that they brought in a new character. Mm-hmm new feel, new main guy. It's it, it, it just, it was an amazing show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and, you know, Mandalorian also kind of bleeds in very well with existing Star Wars, you know, characters and lore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in, in a way, he does kind of have a tether to him as far as, like, what he can do, you know, in terms of, because he can't do anything too big or grandiose, or, otherwise that could risk breaking some cannon somewhere. Right, yeah. But for who he is and for what he does currently, like as a bounty hunter or whatnot, I think he he's in a very good position. Um, and, and that's something that I didn't think about for Obi-Wan until I saw these first few episodes. And I'm like, I, uh, I'm i not in agreement with people who dislike the series, um, but I do see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little bit of Star Wars banter to, uh, to kick things off with. That's always interesting. And uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that whenever this show wraps up. I think there's actually only three more episodes left, so three more weeks. Yeah. Uh, it'd be, yeah, this Wednesday and then, yeah, two more. and then That'd be it. Very short series. I almost feel like it needs more episodes in it, honestly. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's starting to feel like uh, Disney is starting to shorten the lengths of their shows. Like, we liked... Like the eight to ten, give us keep us the eight to ten. If, if you can feel it, if, if you can feel mm-hmm. feel it eight to ten, but like the six, I, I'm just I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because Moon Knight was was that six or eight? It was somewhere around there. It, it was along those lines too. Yeah. But also the episodes were really short. They so were. Like, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm definitely one of those people. Is like. I didn't mind some of the filler. Like, back in the day when we had filler TV, mm-hmm. there was some times I didn't mind filler. So, I need a little bit more than most normal people do now. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand and really appreciate the telling the story in their t- tiny little block, which is great. 
not as much filler, not as much, you know, pandering and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, filler, filler really sucked. It really hurt products, you know, back when we were younger. Yeah. But now in the age of streaming, where like you can get an entire series and in a day, if you're like Netflix or something, and it's like filler, you don't really notice it as much because you can just go right to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. But <clears throat> anyways, with that being said, homies, new and old alike, welcome to the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and today I am here with my good friend, my good buddy, my good homie, Oz. Oz, yo, yo, welcome yo. back. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Uh, just uh, another wonderful day in paradise here that <laughs> we get to record and talk about some movies of our past. <laughs> when yeah. you talked to me about this, I was like, we're really going to do this? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, looking at the, the demo for the podcast, uh, there are a a lot of younger viewers or listeners. I hope they're not viewing. Uh, there <laughs> have cameras in here? Dude, I didn't. Oh, no. Yep. yep. Uh, so, I, that's why I started recording wearing pants. Uh, <laughs> but, Good call. Uh, uh, but... You know, it got me thinking, man, like this would be a very cool episode so that the younger viewers could kind of see what the superhero genre looked like before the MCU. Yeah. And for for the demo who uh, are around our age group or older, this would be a nice trip down memory lane to look at how far we've come. And how much we've climbed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, because uh, it's funny because it's, you know, Kevin and I, we've been doing this podcast for a while now, and it's like, um, it it is, I'm not going to say that it's easy for me to become cynical, but it's easy for me to notice things that I consider flaws in, in these superhero shows and movies. But then I'm like, man, if I go back, though, and look at some of the older sh- stuff that we had, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, MCU, keep, please, please keep making this product, because I, I need that compared to yeah, past. compared to what we had, for the most part, not entirely. Not entirely. Yeah, there there are definitely some outliers here in this list. Yeah. Um, there's an ass of superhero movies we had. <laughs> really? Uh, like, yeah. I guess, uh, like, uh, it, it's like when I started sitting down and like going through like some of these movies, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot more than I remember. Yeah, well, I mean, like honestly, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Like I can name a handful off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But, like uh, you do seem like you have a nice little list over there. So yeah, yeah, it uh, it surprised me to say the least. Uh, but let's go ahead and start off here with one that we've already briefly talked about a little bit, and that is 2003's Daredevil. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact about Daredevil: obviously, it stars Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. uh, who, in my opinion, would go on to redeem himself in the superhero role. Uh, I mean, I, I liked him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the director for this movie is a man by the name of Mark Steven Johnson. That name may not mean anything to you, but mark my word, he his name is on this list again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, apparently this guy, he, uh, you know, he had a type in terms of the movies he liked to make. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So, he, he would be a reoccurring name on this list. Mark Steven Johnson. Uh, a little bit of fun, inter- interesting facts about this movie. Uh, actually, I wrote down some uh, some scores for all the movies here, as far as like how they 
ranked on like uh, IMDb and uh, and Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this Daredevil movie, out of a ten, scored a five point three on IMDb. That high? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. God. Uh, it only has a forty two percent on Metacritic. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like you said, we saw this one in theaters together, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I think it was actually one of the first movies we actually went and seen together. Yeah. Like, uh, and I just remember, it was like, I know Ace loves comic books. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm down to watch some Daredevil. I remember him from the Spider-Man uh, cartoon. Yes. So like, let's go do this. And then, you know, of course, I actually like Ben Affleck in most mm-hmm. of his roles. Like, he's a damn good actor. I just, I was expecting... I don't know really what I was expecting. And also, I didn't know as much about Daredevil as I probably should have when I watched that. But, like, I was like, I thought it was good at the time. I really did. Yeah, You know, uh, I I think I was right there with you. And I think there's a couple of factors that play into that. And probably a lot of these. Okay. Uh, One factor is we had nothing else to really compare it to. Fair enough. And the other factor is we were like 15 years old. That's fair. <laughs> I think we were at least 16 because I think I drove. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you could have drove driven illegally. Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to, you know, make us seem younger. Oh, damn. Jeez. <laughs> <Oof>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Daredevil, man, this... This movie, uh, <laughs> this movie had a lot going on, man. Uh, so between the casting of, of Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock, you know, young Ben Affleck visually wasn't a bad choice for Matt. Right. Yeah. Visually, uh, definitely, he, he yeah. had the, the look. Definitely. He did. He had the look, and um, like he he also he actually played being blind. Pretty well until the choreography came into play. Oh, yeah. Then it was obvious this guy could see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we also have John Favreau who plays uh, Foggy. Did you remember that? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah his uh, his uh, partner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was interesting. I was like, oh, my gosh, I almost forgot that John I mean, Honestly, Piper. I was watching a movie called The Replacements the other day. It's a yeah. Keanu Reeves football movie. Yeah, yeah. John Favreau's in that. He plays Danny Bateman, the crazed cop that, like, oh my tackles gosh. the crap out of people. Yeah, that guy. I was like, that's John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And- and not to derail us already, but man, have you noticed some of the cameos in Stranger Things? Oh yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, like uh, the the first one that I, I was, you know, the first one I noticed right off the bat in Stranger Things, like I just seen the silhouette, not even the whole face. I said, "That's Robert England." <laughs> I, like before his face came into the light, I said, "I know that is definitely Freddy Krueger." Right? Yeah. yeah, that was a, that was a very good one, and they it even was. referenced Freddy Krueger. They in do. The show, so yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, the one I did not catch until someone told me was I probably didn't catch it either, either then. Jack and Hagar. The face I don't know the, the, name. the faceless man who trained Arya in Game of Thrones. Oh crap, yeah, yeah, he is. I, He's Enzo. You know, I was trying to place him yeah. the whole season. Yeah. I never I made him or anything like that. I was like, holy crap, that is him. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know how I didn't recognize, but yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's totally him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, back to uh, <coughs> back to Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. 
Um, what do you think about the rest of the casting? Like we have, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Colin Farrell who plays Bullseye. Um, and again, I, I didn't know the characters. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. And I, like that, that goes for a lot of comic book and superhero movies. Like I, I don't really know the characters, so well, I don't have anything hey, to really. Neither did the people who made most of these movies. I know, right? <laughs> um, so I thought what I mean, Colin Farrell is a, a phenomenal actor, mm-hmm. and I feel that most of his roles he usually knocks out of the park. I didn't think he did a bad job. I just I think it was on, on this looking back on it, I think it was bad writing that just made this character a little too over the top and yeah. not enough like threat to me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the dude can hit a bullseye. Doesn't I mean yes, whatever he throws, whatever he shoots, he mm-hmm. can hit it. That's all well and good, but like he his personality just did not there was mesh. it was just be crazy. And that was it. Right, yeah. It, it was like psychopath. I'm like, yeah. Really? And uh, I know you haven't seen this yet, but in the Daredevil t- uh, TV show on Netflix, uh, season three is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's it's uh, definitely one of my favorite seasons of superhero television I've ever seen. It's, Ooh, it's nice. that good. And, uh, and Bullseye is in that season. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. And uh, they get a guy named Wilson Bethel to play him. And uh, he's phenomenal. I mean, like, he... He's so good. He seamlessly blends in with the rest of the cast. And so, like, from even from the fight scene in that TV show that he has with Daredevil, the way that it's orchestrated, it's that up close, Daredevil is whooping his ass. But as soon as there's distance, the, the game changes. Because, right. It's yeah. like trying to fight an archer when you're, you right. know, you've got a sword. Yeah. Yeah, that's not how it's going to work. <laughs> uh, phenomenal stuff. And they actually add layers and depth to the character and go into, like, his his childhood trauma and his psyche and all that. And Kingpin is manipulating him and all of that. It's phenomenal writing. And then it just makes me think about this movie and how Kingpin just hires some crazy guy who's really good at aiming. Yep. That, that is exactly <laughs> what Kingpin did. <laughs> but Kingpin is a, is a choice where I really like for this movie. I actually, no, I a hundred percent agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously the, uh, one of the, uh, the one of the earliest memories I have of superhero stuff was the Spider-Man TV show, and I right. remember Kingpin, you know, this really massive white guy with bald head, and I'm over here like, I mean, I can see why he's intimidating, but a crime boss, really? Yeah. I, but then when you, uh, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, My, Michael Clark Duncan. When he when you get um him, you can just. With that bass voice, and right. you feel his dominance, and like that is amazing to me. And he's enormous. <laughs> oh yeah, he's huge. Yeah. So like you know, naturally huge. So it's like, hundred percent. This is a good call for them. Right. And you know, it's like you said. I remember as a kid watching the TV show, and then like later on, like even reading some of the comics, it's like, I know that they say, and Kingpin even says that, like even though he looks rotund, he's like ninety-seven percent muscle or whatever. And so, like, that's how sometimes he can go toe-to-toe with Spider-Man or Daredevil. But I'm like, you just don't look like it. Yeah, you know? no, no. <laughs> but in this, in this 2003 Daredevil movie, when you see Kingpin throw around Matt Murdock at the end, it's like, I believe it. Oh, 100% believe <laughs> it. Like, I understand he has heightened reflexes and mm-hmm. probably a little bit of extra strength. But, no, you ain't. No, no, yeah. no, Kingpin's kicking your ass. Right. <laughs> and, and But not only was uh, Marco Clark Duncan a good pick, you know, because of, uh, like, his 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 look and his size, but I think also, like, his performance was a little bit understated. Oh, like, yeah. I, I remember um, when uh, I think he either takes the mask off of Daredevil, but he, he discovers at the end of the movie that 
the blind lawyer, you're a daredevil, and like he can't believe it. And he kind of starts laughing because he just he's now at this point getting his ass whipped by like the blind lawyer, right? Yeah. And I was like, that was a really good performance from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. I think dare I say the best performance in that movie. I think so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we haven't talked about Jennifer Garner yet as Electra, but... Uh, uh, not, we don't even have to if we don't want to. Like, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I love you, Jennifer Garner, but that, that was kind of a miscast. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be... I'm going to put this out there. I've never been a Jennifer... You know, never been a fan. Nope. You know, I, I, can't, I can't argue much there. Like, and, like, don't get me wrong, I did like the concept uh, of her being... She, she actually kind of looked like Electra from the comics. Mm-hmm. So she had the look. I just felt like her personality on screen just seems always so flat to me. Yeah. And for a character like Electra, I feel like you need to be a little more than that. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And and again, like you said earlier, maybe some of it is on the writing, but I think in her case, yeah, some of it is on her too. Yeah. Uh, I, like not bashing women or anything, but I, I feel she did not have, uh, you know rise up to the challenge here. Yeah. Also, that could have been. The time period, like, like serious actors weren't weren't supposed to be in superhero movie because they were. That's true. You know, that's faux pas, right? Or whatever. Yeah, hogwash. Hogwash. How dare you? So you know, we actually said a, a few good things about this movie, but really, in your opinion, what? Why is the reason why this movie only has a five point three and a forty two percent Metacritic? Well, I think you hit it earlier when you said that. No one in the actual development of this was a fan of the source material. Like, yeah. I'm cool with them changing some story stuff if it makes more sense to with cinema. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that, like you, you've said many times. As long as they still stick true to the characters yes. and actually try to do honor to them, I'm cool with that. But these people were just trying to make... I think Spider... Did Spider-Man come out first? Yep. So I think they were just trying to piggyback off of that. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, we're going to make this superhero movie. And here, we're going to put like a couple of big names in there. And then, yeah, we'll be done. Yeah, yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll be good. Yeah. It's like, no. No, no, that's not, not how, how that happens. No. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's, let's bring us up a little bit here and talk about one that uh, I think, yeah, I, I think that even today people say, yeah, that's a, a good movie. Uh, Hellboy. Uh, okay. Um, you know, Hellboy, uh, starring Ron Perlman and directed by uh, Guillermo Gu, Guillermo del Toro. I can't. Why do I forget how to pronounce his first name all of a sudden? I uh, I, I can't read your writing. So yeah, I yeah, can't. that's that's fair. Yep. Because <laughs> uh, like, man, like I've said his name a thousand times, and like I've seen like damn near all of his movies. I draw blank how I properly pronounce his first name. Well, I mean, yep. you gave it a shot. I gave it. A, I tried, but he's on this list again, so I got to <laughs> get it right. Anyway, Hellboy came out in 2004, IMDb score of 6.9, and a Metacritic score of 72%. Uh, did you see Hellboy? Yes, I did. What did you think of Hellboy? Um, so this is probably one of the first times that I'm on the other side of, oh. the, of the mic. Yeah, um, I didn't like it. Oh, like the first Hellboy, I just didn't care for. I, I, I don't. I guess it was. I wasn't expecting that level, or maybe at that time I was just not into that kind of thing, and it just did not really set well with me. I don't really know what it was. 
it just didn't feel right. You know, uh, to your credit, I will say this, especially for 2004, Hellboy felt very different from other traditional superhero movies. I mean, and that could have been a huge factor. I, mm-hmm. I bet if I go back and watch it now, I'll probably end up liking mm-hmm. it. But, like, I remember uh, sitting in the theater and I'm like, I feel like this is dumb. Why, why do I feel this way? <laughs> like, I mean, the concept behind having a devil with, you know, a massive mm-hmm. freaking hand and a gun, you know, raised in the human world, that's a fucking cool concept. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just did not gravitate to it at all. Uh, did you see the one that came out a few years ago with David Harbour? I have not. I've been meaning to. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm so behind on so many movies. I, oh, so, so am I. But David Harbour... Got a nice, solid place in my heart. Yeah. I, like I would watch it just for him. Like I'm not saying the story is probably not uh, it, like isn't great or anything like that. I, I would just watch it for him. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that movie, uh, like the, the remake with him? Uh, I actually enjoyed that one, whereas it was critically and commercially panned. Like yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's part of the reason why I like, actually went and mm-hmm. you know watched it. But you know, like it. Uh, that movie draws a lot from the comic books, though, and I think maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. And his performance also was, I thought, I mean, really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, right? Police Chief Hopper, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, you even see the uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on it. It's the storyline where he encounters the fucking house with chicken legs. Uh, oh, uh, Baba Yaga. Yeah, the home. Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, which is uh. Again, like damn near everything they pulled from that uh, movie, like I have on my bookshelf. I'm like, hey, I, I've read this, and I did not expect that. Uh, but as far as like the uh, the Guillermo del Toro 2004 Hellboy movie, um, visually it was very different because del Toro has a, di- a distinct style that you recognize. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, hundred percent. And honestly, the visuals I did not have a problem with. Yeah, all. like honestly, it was visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like that's really all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was visually stunning. Yeah, was- and, and you know, it's funny because uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time either. So, you know, if we both sat down and watched this movie, both of our views may flip. You know, True. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, like honestly, you've grown a little more cynical of your superhero movies, and yeah. I have become more of a accepting of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. So that <laughs> that'd be interesting uh, just position there, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I remember just really looking at this movie, thinking, "Wow, this is he's a very unique superhero," and you know, it, it's also uh, an interesting concept for two thousand and four because most superheroes had to be, you know, sexy. Oh yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hellboy's not a sexy character. No. Like, I'll just well, I mean, Ron Perlman. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, as a devil with a big-ass hand. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, massive Shaving revolver. horns. Right, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, which is, and again, to me, like, uh, that's one of, I think, my favorite features about him is the fact he uh, breaks his horns and shaves them down. Right. And it's just because he wants to fit in. Like, yep. he wants to be basically a human, but he can't be because he look, he's red. Right. <laughs> he's a red devil dude. Yeah. Red devil dude. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so Hellboy, that, I don't have a whole lot more to say about that one just because it's been so long since I've seen it. Right, yeah. I just remember, you know, distinctly thinking this is not that bad. And uh, it, it looks like the scores are more on my side than yours. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the second Movie, mm-hmm. um, I did enjoy a lot more. 
See that one? I don't know if I ever saw that one. Oh, really? With yeah. the with the elves? Right. That was I, I felt that was a, like I felt the story was just stronger. Yeah. I guess I just like I hmm. maybe that's what it was. I just couldn't connect to the story that they were telling. And I, I don't know. <laughs> it, you know uh, that could have been the issue with Hillboy One for you and a lot of people. Just the fact that uh, his origin is almost a movie in and of itself. Right. You yeah. know. And they just kind of glossed over mm-hmm. it right at the beginning. I'm like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Next, let's talk about another another classic movie here. Um, All right. Classic doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where you're wrong, Bucko. We're talking about uh, the greatest superhero movie of 2004, Catwoman. <laughs> I think we need the cricket button on that one. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, oof. I remember I, I didn't go to theaters and see this one. Like, uh, I, I was working at the video store, mm-hmm. back, a video store, children. That is a place where you would go and look at movies and rent them and check them out instead of just streaming them straight to your devices. But what wouldn't you just stream it, bro? <laughs> <laughs> didn't exist yet. <laughs> No, but uh, I remember when it came out because uh, when I was working in the video store, we had like the, the trailer demo. Oh, and yeah. We'd have it playing in the, the store the whole time. And I was like, eh, I'll watch. It's got Halle Berry in it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Halle Berry. Halle Berry and Leather. How bad could it be? Right? <laughs> I mean, and that is purely the reason why I watched it. Like, <laughs> right. And then I'm like, what is this hot garbage? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you don't have to know anything about Catwoman to hate this movie. Really? You don't? Like, uh, I don't... And it may be a, t- uh, a victim of the times where Hollywood is, like, definitely is, uh, you know, making advances towards it now, but, like, having a strong female lead was difficult for Hollywood back in those days. And maybe that, that was a victim of it. I'm not sure. Man, you say that, but I look at like Sarah Connor from the Terminator That's franchise, fair. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Sigourney Weaver in the Alien franchise, and I'm like, those are some of the most badass right. women. Exactly. <laughs> no, I agree with you, but like at the same time, there is a good chunk yeah, of, there of is. female leads that are that are just eye just, candy, yeah, eye candy, yeah. and like that was definitely what this movie was, yeah. Like, and again, I reiterate, Halle Berry and leather, right? <laughs> How could that be bad? And it was hot garbage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not that familiar with like the movie making process, but I'd imagine that there'd be a point in the filming where you're like, "This is a shitty movie." <laughs> <laughs> well, see, uh, I think that's where politics get involved. Like, in my personal opinion, I think it's like this is a shitty movie. We should tell somebody, and then like whoever's in charge is like, "We can't change anything." We've already spent way too much money on yeah, this. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, this, that's when the studio says, uh, you've already spent $100 million. Yeah, so. you released this hot, hot, hot garbage and so we can get some of the money back. Right. If at all. If at all. Um, another fun fact about this movie, the director is a man by the name of Pitoff. That's it. Like, like no last name or he's first like name? He's like Prince or, oh. yeah. Okay. Or Zendaya. He just goes by one name. One name. Got it. And uh, I was trying to look at his uh, like his filmography to see like what else has Pitoff done. And from what I can gather, mostly I think like music videos and uh, and I think like commercials. Uh, 
And he he didn't really do a whole lot of directing as much as he did like videography, but yet he was given this movie to direct. <laughs> <laughs> Face palm all the way. Like, oh man. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to process that information. Like that explains, it explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about some of those weird shots, it's like what in the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I remember a CGI form of Catwoman, <laughs> like like four walking, you know, four leg walking down a fire escape at one point, and I was like, why couldn't she have just done that herself? Yeah, or a stunt person. Why did that need to be CGI? Right. <laughs> it, you know, and there was also one scene in that movie that I thought was preposterous then, and now I think is fucking ridiculous, hilariously so. <laughs> It's a very small scene, and I'm not going to say if you blink, you miss it, but you may not think about it that much. It's a scene where she's trying to sneak into somewhere, and there's okay. a security guard coming. And uh, so let's say that uh, that she's at the end of a hallway, and there's a corner, and the security guard is coming down the corner. The security guard comes down the corner. She hides behind this corner. Security guard co- goes to where she's going, and she reappears at where the security guard was. I'm like... How the literal fuck would you have gotten over there? <laughs> Can you teleport? <laughs> like, teleport? Like, I would have accepted it if they would have put a little CGI form of her crawling up the right. wall or something. Yeah, no, I, nothing. No, no. <laughs> no. Like, I remember that scene yes. now that you, you mentioned it. She straight oh, teleported. Uh, and, and even, like, the, uh, the plot for that movie, it was about fucking makeup. It was. It really was. Don't get me wrong. Like, the, the makeup did some awesome things. But it, it also, like, caused women to be, like, paralyzed. Or, like, their faces turned to stone or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how is that good uh, for anyone? Yeah, Even like. If it gives you some, like, you know, like, stone skin for a little bit. Like, no. Like, that just yeah, seems very bad. Yeah. Like, this is a very, just, it's a very what-the-fuck movie. <laughs> I, I feel that way about most of the ones on this list so far. <laughs> um, Catwoman had an IMDb score of 3.4 out of 10. And again, that high? <laughs> it had a Rotten Tomatoes score of 9%. Yes! <laughs> way to bring it back, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and I'll go ahead and say, like, that is the lowest scored movie on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a pretty terrible movie. It is. It, it is. Um. Next, let's talk about one. I'm curious to see how you feel about this one because I don't remember. Okay. Another superhero movie that came out in 04. There was a lot, by the way, that came out in 04. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Punisher, starring Thomas Jane. Ah. Uh, yes. Honest to God, um, I actually think I even went to theaters and seen this. I didn't hate that movie. Me either. I, like, I remember, like, like look at, thinking back on it, I'm just like, I didn't. I mean, other than the strange cast of the casting of uh, John Travolta, that was very bizarre. Yep. Uh, but other than that, I can't really think of anything majorly wrong with the movie that made me just hate it. I mean, I, yeah. I kind of, I even enjoyed the cameo from um, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Yeah. He, like the, he played the, the, the Russian. The Russian yeah. that beat the fuck out of him. Right. <laughs> and he melted his face with boiling yeah. water. That yes, was great. <laughs> I mean, and Thomas Jane, like I'm, like honestly, I'm. I, I thought he did a great job as Frank Castle. Thomas Jane, I think, has been uh, pretty underrated and underserved yeah. mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Uh, no, I, I agree. Actually, uh, I mean, I, even today, like, you know, I, I think I think it's a pretty decent movie. 
you know, yeah. like obviously um, John Berthal has oh, yeah. like there's no touching that yeah. <laughs> that performance. I've, I've seen, I've, I think I've seen a couple episodes of the the, the Daredevil mm-hmm. with him in it. I haven't seen his actual show, so I like, but mm. uh, the little bit I've seen blows Thomas Jane out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> sorry, Tom, but but for this time for '04, right? Yeah, for this time, totally. Yeah. Like, and I think it was the first uh, to me. My first experience with a true anti-hero, because mm-hmm. like, let's face it, Punisher is definitely an anti-hero. Oh yeah, like he is not the the good guy in tights. He is right. a dude in a skull t-shirt and a trench coat mm-hmm. with a big ass shotgun. I think that may be where some of my pushback for this movie comes from, though, is that this movie doesn't play out like he's an anti-hero because with an anti-hero, you want to question some of their decisions, right? And I mean. Maybe not his decisions you question. Maybe his uh, results. Yeah, uh, maybe his tactics a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, but even then, like he doesn't kill a whole lot of people who didn't. Yeah, quote unquote deserve it. Right. Yeah. You know, like you don't really like. You know, another example. You know, you look at uh, John Bernthal again, and like you can see the deranged in that man right. when he performs. You know, you can see that like he truly believes in his mission, and you can truly see where like yeah, okay, he's a madman. Like Daredevil, could you please step in and do something? You know? <laughs> just, just a little bit. Yeah, um, but you know, you you look at Thomas Jane and you just see a man who's hurting. Yeah, that that is a very fair point. Also, I think at that time, I think a lot of the superhero movies, especially on this list, were afraid to push that envelope. That's true. That's fair. And yeah. uh, because we haven't had a super emotional emotional story, the mm-hmm. one that really hooks you in a superhero movie up until this point. Even with, you know, Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, like, Uncle Ben's death. While it was tragic, it wasn't, like, it didn't feel defining for me. Mm. As much as so as, like, this particular character should have had. Because mm-hmm. his entire fa- entire family got, like, mowed down. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he uh, like couldn't even save his wife and kid, like, right, right in front of him. I'm like... This should have been a lot more. He should be a lot more fucked up. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you know, like this movie, I think does have uh, <clears throat> some pretty cool scenes though. Like, um, do you remember the scene with the guy named Harry Heck? That's, uh, that's the character's name. Like, that, that oh, is okay. The only reason I remember this is because uh, the Punisher celebrated his forty eighth anniversary um, just a few months ago, and to celebrate, Kevin and I watched. Uh, all three Punisher movies and the TV show. That's right. There are three Punisher movies. Uh, I remember the second one when it came out, and I mm-hmm. was like... With Ray Stevens. Yeah, that was yeah, interesting. I, I didn't want to watch it, yeah. so I didn't. <laughs> it's better and, and what you expect it to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the first Punisher movie actually was um movie starring uh, Dolphin Lundgren that came out in 1989. Oh my! Yes, and it was a treat watching that one. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, like yeah. Going back and trying to watch the original, um, you know, Road Warrior. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, sorry, Matt Max. Matt Max. Yeah. 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 I, I got the reference. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the only reason I remembered the character Harry Heck. This was the scene when he's in the diner and the guy comes in with a guitar case, sits oh, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, opens it up and starts playing a song. And it's basically, I, th- I think it's like a song about a guy who, uh, who's like about to see his last day. And, right. Yeah. yeah. Him I, I remember yeah. the scene now because like, you know, there's a whole car chase part of it. Mm-hmm. Like then 
He's like, you bring a knife to a gun. Right. And then and the fucking knife, knife ex- yeah. like, flies out and stabs him in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also like the scene when, like, I guess, like, some crooked politicians or whoever, they find out that Frank Castle is alive, and he comes and he presents himself, and they say, look, Frank, I know that you're upset, and he cuts him off and goes, upset? He goes, I'm upset when I get a flat tire on the way to work. I- I'm upset when the Yankees lose the World Series. You know, if those are the things that make me upset, then what's the word to describe how I feel now? Right. I mean, a very powerful dialogue. Yeah. I remember, I remember that. Like, because um, I think he walks up to, like, the courthouse. Yeah. While they're having, like, a... a Some kind a, of press conference. Yeah, press conference. And, like, I, like, listen, like, thinking back on that scene, very powerful dialogue. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel that is one of the examples of Thomas Jane not being able to present that. Yeah, yeah. Like he should have been a lot more emotional mm-hmm. or at the very least deranged in that moment. Right. Because like maybe at the beginning, like as you sum up like the flat tire, the mm-hmm. little series, but then when he starts talking about his family, he should be like right. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, instead he just looked sad. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, he looked, he looked like upset. Well, that's the word they used to describe it. No, he yeah, looked yeah, you're, you're upset, <laughs> right? Uh, but also, interestingly enough, though, you mentioned like how this movie at this time didn't really want to do the dark thing. Uh, wasn't it the alternate ending where like he contemplates killing himself after he's done? I actually never watched the alternate ending. Oh, so I, didn't, I didn't know that the one existed. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he um, after he uh, finishes killing uh, what's his name, Saint. Uh, John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta's character. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. After he, you know, finishes uh, killing uh, Thomas Jane, not Thomas Jane, but John Travolta, he goes like back to his uh, his room in his like little apartment or whatever, and uh, he takes a gun and I think he holds it under his under his mouth. Oh wait, a minute. I didn't <clears throat> see that. Okay, mm-hmm. I, maybe I didn't see the original ending then, <laughs> or, or maybe that is the original ending, and I just didn't. I, uh-huh. I thought there was there there is an alternative ending where something else happens. I think somebody else does kill themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, uh, had like a little bit of that, you know, derangedness in it, except for the fact that, um, you know, he doesn't kill himself for reasons that are a little bit ambiguous. Like he, he has images of like his wife and his kids. And then it's like, I'm not really sure why he decided not to do it, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, with the character of the Punisher, like he doesn't want to rest until all of that, you know, all the, the, the rapists, the drug dealers, the kill. I think he even says that at the very end of the movie until like they're all dealt yeah, with. Yeah, I think I remember that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more thing I have to mention about both the Punisher and uh, and Daredevil, the first movie we mentioned. What was up with the soundtracks and in, in, in those early two thousand years? I barely remember them. Um, Evanescence was all in the Daredevil movie. Oh yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, honestly, I think it was the popular thing at the time. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, and uh, and see, I, rem- I remember liking the uh, the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but looking back on it, it didn't fit. It doesn't. It, fit. it didn't fit. Like they, that, yeah, that, they, they used two Evanescence songs and in in, uh, in Daredevil. Well, I think the. Um, I think it's my immortal. Mm-hmm. They used uh, to add the uh, funeral scene. Funeral scene. Yeah. I think that fit the most because that is yeah. a very sad song. Like I had teenage <laughs> angst when I was younger, <laughs> and when of course when that happened, I put that song on and I would cry. But you know, <laughs> like so I, I get the emotion they were trying to draw from that. I 
Didn't really understand why uh, Wake Me Up was in that. Yeah. I think it's Wake Me Up. Bring Me to Life? Yeah, Bring Me to Life. There we go. That, that's it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I get it. You want to use this scene for like the, the hype suit up scene. Oh, yeah. Which the... was very popular <laughs> right. in my childhood. You had to have the, I throw my arm out and rotate right. to see the fins of the bat suit. Or, exactly. <laughs> like the, the bat the bat nipples. Like, right. Like, why? Why? I didn't need the suit up look. Yeah. I, I didn't need that scene. It's but... so gratuitous. <laughs> I mean, at least when Tony Stark does it, it's like. Oh, you know, it's he, bad. Yeah. Like, he's actually still acting while he's doing it. Like, right. He's still talking to the bad guy while the suit's coming off of him. Yes. So like, okay. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we can't forget the uh, the Cedar song and uh, Punisher. Oh, yeah. 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 Which actually didn't make any sense. Because that song is actually about um, a, a couple who is having a lot of problems. And it's like they just wanted to use it because he says, I'm broken. Yeah, that, and it, that was it. That was literally <laughs> it. Yeah, like the song is actually about a broken relationship, <laughs> not a I am broken. No, no, no. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should really like listen to those songs before they start just. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. I, and again, I think it's one of those, like, that progression of, like, how seriously they took those types of movies back yeah. in the day to now. So it's like, this is popular, put it in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all we need. We, yeah. 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 <laughs> this so, is on the radio right now. Exactly. Let's, let's put it there. <laughs> I'm like, you're really dating your movie by doing that. Oh, you yeah. Know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. But, you know, it's interesting because I look at movies like The Batman, and I thought they had a, an excellent use of something in the way. They they play that song twice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, yes. uh, Nirvana oh, God, song. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was yeah to an excellent effect. I was like, tonally, this is well. And see, here here's the, uh, I think the major difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if they contracted that band to cover that, but like who, the the band that covered that song fit the tone of that mm, movie. Period. Yeah. And like honestly, that song is going to be immortalized in that movie forever oh, because yeah. like it just fit right it was so good yeah agreed uh oh yeah i don't think i said this yet but the, the punisher had an imbd of 6.4 out of 10 i mean so far this is my favorite movie on this list that is uh <laughs> you know what that's right i think it's mine too so far uh rotten tomatoes wasn't so nice that's a 29 percent on rotten oof, tomatoes oof. yeah i mean yeah, and again, I think also at the time, Rotten Tomatoes had a lot, uh, a lot of critics who didn't understand why we were making superhero mm-hmm. movies. And so, like with the Rotten Tomatoes scores, I don't know if that's a combined total of scores from critics and the fan base. Oh, okay, or if yeah, it's one I, or the I, other. I know nothing about because like, honestly, I, mm-hmm. I steer clear of reviews. Yep, and except for ours. We're gonna talk about that. You oh. son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, quote unquote, in my defense, like I am very much a, I would rather have my own opinion mm-hmm. without having anyone talk to me about it first. Like I, I would rather then read the reviews or right. listen to them. So that is very fair, except for ours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's so moving on here. Let's let's pick another fun one here. Boy, uh, too, we'll pick this one because this won't take us very long at all. Oh. Uh, I don't even know if you've seen this one. Okay. I forgot to write down when it came out. I believe it came out in 95. Oh, man. Uh, this movie stars Shaquille O'Neal as Steel. Have you seen I Steel? I have seen Steel. Uh, 
I barely remember it. <laughs> that, that's, that's for the better. Uh, yeah, but like, like I remember because, I mean, growing up in the '90s, you knew who Shaquille O'Neal was, right? And you know, I've seen Kazam, and uh, yeah, I've seen Steel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say this: Kazam is somehow the better of the two movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember watching Steel. I did not know he was an actual superhero yep. until years right, later. Right, same. I was like, I think he's from DC, but uh, I'm not <laughs> watching this movie. I, I'm I, I'm not sure. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it looked like a uh, cheap Robocop outfit. It did with a cape. <laughs> did he have a cape? I don't. I don't think he had a cape. He had a hammer though. He right? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah, have yeah, the he hammer. Had a hammer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mixing a whole bunch of stuff together now. That, that, hey. <laughs> This movie on IMDb received a 2.9. And this might be... Nope, no, it's not. Uh, It received a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Man. (laughs) I mean... That that's actually one of the reviews I agree with, like a hundred percent, like agree with. So there's not a whole lot I thankfully remember about this movie either, (laughs) other than it was ass. Uh, Like I can't tell you anything about the plot. Uh, I just remember him in the suit, and mm-hmm. that is it. That's all I really remember. Yeah, even by 90 standards, the suit looked terrible. <laughs> it was awful. It was pretty bad. And, uh, you know, I love Shaq as a basketball player and as a personality. As an actor, he's just not meant for it. No, no. <laughs> and, uh, unless it's, uh, you know, those uh, fun commercials. That yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. All right. <laughs> Go make me another Icy Hot commercial. <laughs> right? <laughs> um. Uh, this just hit me. I don't even know if this would even qualify for the list, but because um, it's not actually a comic book superhero, and it just reminded me because of the suit. It was a movie called Star Kid. Oh my gosh! That I forgot all about Star Kid. <laughs> it was like uh, this alien suit, suit crash landed, yeah. and, uh, and this kid finds it, and then uh, like it just I, that suit reminded me of Steel. That's why I watched Star Kid is because I was like. I remember that. I'm going to watch that. That suit was creepy. If it I remember, it was totally yeah. creepy, especially when it opened up. Yeah, and like, oh, right. Nope, I'm, nope, I'm out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen some. I've been corrupted. I've seen some bad movies online that start off like this. this is, <laughs> nope. Get away from oh, there, kid. Oof. <laughs> oof. Uh, but yeah, still, like, like I said again, guys, this is a short one. I don't have a whole lot to say about Steel. It. <laughs> It was ass. It came out when we were kids. We didn't have a whole lot of options, all right? I mean, it sounds like it's one of the earlier movies on this list. Yeah, yeah. It came out in the 90s. <laughs> the first one we talked about from the 90s. Yeah. Um, also, mercifully enough, I did not add the 1990 Captain America movie on here. Did you see that one? I yeah. did not know that existed. Oh, Oh, I will tell you a brief story then. I'll tell you this to, to you and all the homies. So, like, when I was, I've, I was always a movie guy, you know, even as a kid. You, know, you too. Same, same. And, um, you know, like, if, you know, if, if I did well in school, then, like, you know, once or twice a month, my mom would take me to, like, this this old video store. And it was. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. the super old, that, yeah. Like, uh, it's almost like a pawn shop. Yeah, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember that. Yes. I think it's a stereo place now. Oh, my gosh. Like a car stereo. Oh, okay, okay. Place. I thought you meant like oh, boom no, no, box. No, 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 no. Like, who buys stereos yeah, anymore? Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that's the same place, man. Oh, my gosh. Just like this, I, this little I, rinky dink. I, 
I, like I have a similar story. Like I remember going to that same place and checking out Mortal Kombat, the original, oh, ni- yes. in the nineties movie. Yes. So many times. Oh my as gosh! A kid. <laughs> they had a uh, when I was uh, when when the movie came out on TV. Like it must have been in ninety six when it came out on TV. Uh, they had like a a marathon on TBS playing Mortal Kombat all day, and I just sat there and watched it again and yes, again and yes. again. <laughs> Oddly enough, it's still my one of my favorite video game adaptation movies. Like, and that's the by, by default, I guess, because there's not a whole because lot there's of, not a whole lot because yeah. every time one comes out, it's always trash. Uh, like, except for Sonic, huh? Except for Sonic, I have not watched Sonic Two yet, but I've seen the first one. It was amazing. I agree, hundred percent. Yep. Jim Carrey, yes, the man. Oh man, but um, yeah, like with that Captain America movie, man, like um, I didn't know it existed, you know. But uh, I uh, I went to the video store, and my mom she let me rent a, a movie. And I remember like it's Friday night, I ain't got no friends, I'm a loser, I'm about to watch me, you know, couple <laughs> couple of good movies. And uh, I remember the two movies. Well, one movie that I would always get was one was Dark Man. <laughs> that I did not oh, add dude, to the list. Dark Man was the shit. Yes, Liam Neeson. I was too young for it, but I loved it. <laughs> and uh, and then this one time, the second movie I got would always be a dud. One time, the second movie I got was Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> bro, bro. Like, I, I'm actually have a controversial opinion about that. I actually enjoyed no, the hell no, out you of that don't. movie. Yes, I do. I still do to this day. I've seen it not too long ago. Oh my god. I guess gosh. it's just the nostalgia from it probably now, but back in the day, that was one of my faves, man. You know what? For now I'm I'm going to I'm going to sneak up behind you and just start swinging you back and forth. Yes. Just to see. Oh my gosh. I I know it's bad. I know it's bad. It's one so of those movies bad. I just like like from my childhood, yes. yes, I know it's bad. Yes, <laughs> that 1990s Captain America movie. It came out in the year 1990, I believe, like on the dot. Uh, that movie, not good. Uh, like, there's not a whole lot I more. I wish to... y'all could have seen his face when he said that. That was just not good. It, yeah. Uh, when I say zero redeemable qualities, I can't think of one. It was just simply not good. I am very happy that I've never seen it. It, it was. I was always a patient child at watching uh, movies because I knew that eventually the other shoe would drop and we get to like the, the crescendo or the highlight. This movie didn't have one. Like you're waiting all movie to see Captain America. You know, as a kid, you want to see Captain America. And I think I remember <coughs> vaguely about this. Like, mm. cause I remember, I, I think I started it, mm. but I didn't see him for like the first 20 minutes. Right. So I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> It seemed like forever, and then like eventually we get to the part where he he's like frozen in ice and he breaks out, and but then by that point we're well into the third act in the movie, I believe. It's, it just seemed like it went on forever. Oh my! It was it was not good. Whew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you have it, folks. There was a Captain America movie that came out before Chris Evans. Yes, <laughs> huh. I'm so thankful for Chris Evans. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Blade trilogy. Okay, all right. The The first one actually came out in 1998. Uh, and it was directed by a man by the name of uh, Stephen Norrington. I have a fun fact about this guy. I did not know until my research tonight. Uh, the director, Stephen Norrington, first of all, uh, his name will also be on this list again. Okay. And also, 
in the alternate ending to Blade One, Stephen Norrington, the, uh, the director, also plays Morbius. Like, as in the, the vampire. The, vampire. Oh, the yeah. vampire, yeah. Oh, man. I did not know that. Hmm. Uh, because after watching, like, the Morbius movie that just came out, I was like, I really hope Blade gets to kill this guy so we never have to see him again. <laughs> and then to think that, you know, in a in a alternate cut, Blade apparently encounters Morbius. Oh, man. Yeah. That's actually pretty dope. So yeah. the messed up part is, like, I haven't seen the new Morbius movie, and honestly, mm. not really in a rush to do so. It belongs on this list. It feels like it came out <laughs> around this time frame. <laughs> um, but I guess... I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like that, that character that I, I remember seeing in uh, the, the original Spider-Man mm-hmm. cartoon... Didn't look anything like that. Like I just didn't yeah. get that. And I'm just like, why do I want to go see this? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I, I, like, I, like, and also we've had, we we had our, our friend um, that used to wrestle with us. He got his name. Oh, that's right. Name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got his wrestling name from from that that character. Makes and a lot of sense looking back. Yeah, it does. Yep. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I'm a little off topic, but like, I, I just you know. The, the the whole Morbius thing, like I just I remember how cool the character he was in the cartoon, right? And I was like, like I like vampires, this is cool, man. And then I see Jared Leto, and I don't know how I how it even correlates the same thing. Yeah, you know what? As far as like his actual look goes, when he's in Morbius form, it doesn't look off. It doesn't look far off. Okay, um, it's pretty much everything else. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fun fact about uh, Morbius, um, you know, in the Spider-Man cartoon, again, that's where, you know, people our age was introduced to the character. Right, yeah, yeah. Like him, Daredevil. <laughs> the Punisher. Uh, uh, I, I didn't ever actually see any of the Punisher stuff, but, like, I, I remember mm. Daredevil and Morbius yeah. the most. Right. Um, they actually changed Morbius's powers in the, uh, in the cartoon because having a vampire going around biting people was too... Too a little too violent for a kid's cartoon. That's fair. And so they did something that they thought was more tame by putting fucking little suckers on his hands. hands. Yeah. And that creeped me out way more. I think so. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, that, like, like, like we're going down memory lane now. Like, I, like, I forgot about that yeah. until you just mentioned. I was like, holy crap, he did have suckers on his hands. Yeah. Like. Like, all right, Dr. Giro, why do we need <laughs> like, Oh my God, that is Dr. Giro. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, way more creepy than just having a vampire bite yeah, somebody. Yeah, just let him bite him. Like, yeah. I would rather see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Blade One, directed by Stephen Norrington. Obviously, all three of these are starring Wesley Snipes. Yeah. First one came out in 98 with an IMDb of 7.1 and a Rotten Tomatoes of 57. Usually it's the other way around. Usually the Rotten Tomatoes would be higher, I think, than the, than the IMDb. But hmm. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, I think you agree with me. Blade 1, I thought, was, was really fucking good. Yeah, honestly. Um, it was actually one of the first introductions to vampires, aside from the Jim Carrey movie, One Spittin'. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I didn't have not seen that. That was a very old movie. <laughs> did not see that coming. I, w- I want to say 80s, like late 80s, Jim Carrey did a vampire movie. It's, wow. it's vampire comedy. Almost like uh, Eddie Murphy's... Vampire in Brooklyn. I was going to yeah. ask you, have you seen that? <laughs> yes, I've yeah. seen Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, 
No, but uh, no, like I love the grittiness of of the way they did this, and I think wasn't this one of the first rated R, yes. uh, Marvel movies? Yeah, uh, I, I think it's the second one, right behind Howard the Duck. You know, I've, I've never actually seen Howard the Duck. I've had many opportunities to do so, <laughs> never have. Mm. Yeah, you can you can probably avoid that one. I mean, I think I would watch it just out of just like to, just yeah. to say I watched it. <laughs> Morbid curiosity. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, but like Blade One, like like the all the cool ass fight scenes. I loved his katana. Yeah, it was amazing. And like that one scene where, uh, like, I guess it's like the right hand man mm-hmm. is like messing around with Blade's oh sword yes, and, and it's like. The fuck, and then whoosh, right rips his hand right off. I'm like, dude, that was great. That yeah, <laughs> it that was shit. so bloody. It was. <laughs> oh man, like I, I really fucking love this movie. I remember um, when I watched it as a kid. Uh, I convinced my dad uh, to uh, let me order this R-rated movie. I was ten years old when this came out. Looking back at this, and this is like, Bruh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, my dad was like, all right. He said it because you know he he wanted to see it too. So he oh, said really? with me and watched I, it. I, honestly, I would have like because I've, I've I've had some conversation with your dad. Mm-hmm. I would have never pegged your dad for a, wanting to see Blade. Uh, my dad watched a lot of superhero content with me as a kid. Really? He, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, he took me to go see X Men One in the theaters when it came out. So a little fun fact about me: I didn't even know Blade was a superhero oh. until years, years. later. Like, I think he also had a few episodes in Spider Man. For Morbius, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, <son of> a <laughs> <bitch>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Blade One, man. Uh, I thought that this was again just a really excellent movie, especially for its time. It had one of the best and worst lines of all time that I have to believe was improv. Okay. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, Blade. That's a straight Wesley Snipes <laughs> yeah. right there. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> feel like he uh he took every opportunity he could to say the word motherfucker i think so like i don't know if samuel <laughs> jackson was famous for that yet but um i definitely think wesley snipes did a very good job doing that like right. he was just always saying motherfucker yeah like oh like, I, I can see like the director saying cut cut, cut. wesley where in the script does say anything about motherfuckers or or ice skating or uphill <laughs> where did you get that from <laughs> Uh, I, this is a little fa- uh, fun fact. I actually um, saw uh, a YouTube video about like uh, it was uh, actors who were difficult to work with. Yep. Wesley Snipes apparently was super difficult to work with on all three of these. Oh, movies. Th- I thought it was just the third one. Oh, was, was it, all- it just the third one? I maybe maybe yeah. I missed all. Like, like, but yeah, like yeah. Apparently, he was very difficult to work with, especially in the third one. The third. And I'm it's just so like, funny. Uh, <laughs> in the third one, not to skip ahead here, because but like in the third one. He was so difficult to work with that in one scene, all he had to do was open his eyes and he wouldn't do it. And so if you watch the movie, they CG his eyes opening. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no. Because it was one of those scenes where like he opens his eyes, gets up and starts kicking ass. But he was so disgruntled that it wasn't even him doing the choreography this time. It was a stunt man. And so all they needed him to do was, was open, open his, his eyes. eyes. And uh, he wouldn't like, do it. How pissed off of an individual do you have to be to, to not do your job? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. To make the studio spend more money to do bad CG to open your eyes 
<laughs> oh god oh my gosh yeah <laughs> and uh yeah like apparently he would only communicate with the director and he would do it via like sticky notes yeah what? oh yeah i didn't hear about all that like it was like a little mm-hmm. quick, you know blur but oh man Ugh. uh he he wouldn't even acknowledge like ryan reynolds or like you know the other people on the set oh like uh yeah this, this is one of ryan reynolds earliest roles yeah it? yeah yeah, Blade honestly, Trinity. he was the only redeeming quality of this. Oh, what about Triple H? <laughs> I, st- I said what I said. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying Triple H did a bad job, but yeah, like it was yeah. nice to see him, uh, you know, power slam Ryan Reynolds on onto That's the ground. True. That was fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, in Blade One, I thought that the uh, the choreography was great. I thought that oh, the, yeah. the story was really strong. Um, I like Stephen Dorff as the villain. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. Uh, Deacon, right? Deacon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. That guy was like, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Deacon him. Frost. Yeah. Yeah, Deacon Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that dude, I believed every word he oh, said. Yeah. Like, I knew he was a sadistic fuck. Right. And I loved it. <laughs> have you seen True Detective, the TV show? I have not, no. It's just quite excellent. It's really excellent, actually. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but in C- it's an anthology show, so each season is, uh, is different. Okay. Uh, seasons one and three are just excellent television. I mean, I can't recommend it enough. Fair enough. But in season three, Stephen Dorff is in it as one of the main characters. Uh, he's a detective. And uh, his partner is uh, Mahershala Ali. And looking back, it's kind of funny because Mahershala Ali is going to be the new Blade. And Stephen Dorff oh, played Deacon yeah, Frost. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but honestly, that dude, uh, the guy who played Deacon was phenomenal. Like, yes. I, I, I like, and again, like, I believe him the whole way. Like, yeah, the the turning on his own people to right. you know, get, become like basically a god, a mm-hmm. vampire god, that is insane. Oh yeah, I did kind of think it was kind of fucked up that they the way they killed him was pumping full of drugs. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's how you kill a god: pump him full of fake uh, venom, yep, or yep. Uh, fake blood, or fake whatever. blood, whatever that shit was, synthetic blood or whatever. Yeah. Uh, very true, but uh, still very enjoyable movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'd actually go back and watch that today. I think I would too. Yeah. Uh, one that we may disagree on here, Blade Two, I think is underrated. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you actually. Okay. Like, um, Blade Two, I wasn't a huge fan of the the, the mouth, the, the mouth. Yeah. Like for the the new bad guy or bad guy, I don't know, but um. I, that was the only major qualm I had with the movie. Um, and I did think it was kind of hilarious that the vampires came to him for help. Right. Uh, like, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why is Blade not just chopping Killing these you. bitches up now? Like, right. for real. <laughs> like, this could be, I, I would think it was a setup if I was Blade. Right? You know? Totally. Um, so, fun fact, uh, Blade 2 is directed by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, snap. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, he shows up again. Um. And, uh, you know, looking back at Blade 2, it's like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I can see it. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, Blade 2 came out in 2002, so four years after the first one. Uh, had a IMDb of 6.7 and a Rotten Tomatoes out of 58. So the IMBD score went down, but the Rotten Tomatoes score slightly went up uh, for the sequel. Interesting. 
Yeah. Which is very unheard of, especially for that time period. Oh, like, yeah. Like, nowadays, I could see that being the case, but, like, back in the day, the sequel was never better than the, the original. Right. Like, and, oh, man, like, I, like, I didn't hate two, mm-hmm. but I still think the first one was the best. Oh, agreed. 100%. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the, the second one does have, if I remember correctly, it does have a lot of really cool creative kills in it. Oh, yeah, uh, it does. Yeah. And we already talked a little bit about Blade Trinity. <laughs> so um, I actually <laughs> saw this on New Year's Eve. We I actually brought the New Year in watching that movie. Oh wow! Um, the year it came out. Um, and, Was your uh, 2005 horrible because of it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. But um, I will say, I didn't hate it as much <laughs> a lot of people did. Like, granted, it basically just became a comedy. Compared yeah. to the, the, especially the first movie. Right. The first movie was damn near a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. it's and considered like, horror action. Yeah, like, I thought it was amazing. By the time that came out, like, I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, as most mm-hmm. people are. Um, especially straight dudes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> straight chat bros, yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, and again, Ryan Reynolds is one of the major <clears throat> redeeming qualities for this movie for me. For one, I did not want to see Blade fight Dracula. I didn't. Like... Never. I'm, I feel like it has. It needed to happen eventually. No, like, see, all right. So, I guess it's the. I think that Dracula is too overrated, in my opinion, and I feel like I would have much rather uh, they they created a whole new bad guy than pulling something from old, you know, black and white films so, and make trying to make it modern. I, I didn't like. I, it. I think I think it's the depiction of Dracula, and like you know, not to. You know, not not to try to rewrite their own movie for them, but like I think if you're going to use Dracula, you need to do like the the old school rope dope with the audience. You have Blade encounter him first, be all cocky. I've killed so many vampires before. You know, go up against Dracula, get his ass kicked, barely escape, regroup. Okay, I need to do something different because mm-hmm. what I've what I've been doing for years isn't working on this guy. Right. You know, like you just have to make him imposing, and I think the name Dracula has enough clout that people will be curious to see what does Blade versus Dracula look like. Blah blah blah. No, but but there's sorry. so that's the thing. There's so many different versions of Dracula. <laughs> there is. There's more than just the Transylvania version. <laughs> I know. I know. I guess it's just I I I was never a fan of the think about Van Helsing, like that kind that, of Dracula. You know what? I actually, you know what? I will concede to that. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm surprised that's not on your list. Um, yeah. Uh, like I think we went and seen that together. We did. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that I still like that movie. Like. It's it's a fun, it's fun. silly movie. It's yes. fun. It's yeah. not for anything majorly <laughs> no, serious. No. It's just a fun movie. It's just like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like like I enjoyed that movie. I still enjoy that movie. Not because it's great, but because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So by the way, Blade Trinity came out in '04 and was directed by David S. Goyer. David S. Goyer is the guy whose work I typically really enjoy but he does not direct a lot this may have been his directorial debut or maybe his second movie only i i like him mostly for his writing in hollywood he writes okay. a lot of really good movies uh a lot of people I wish would have wrote better for this one yeah and here's a fun fact he wrote all three blade movies oh yeah it really goes to show that sometimes the the director does play a big difference how the movie turns and, out. And to be perfectly honest, based off of what we <coughs> talked about with Wesley Snipes, I I, I, re- I think I remember hearing that he actually changed a lot of the dialogue. Oh for himself. yeah, I think so. So like, 
ultimately he changed the character yeah. by changing what this guy wrote. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes actors can get away with that, but when you're being a petty little shit about it, like, <laughs> yeah, like it, it changes the tone, right? Like, there's only so much you can do with a disgruntled lead actor, right? Yeah, um, but David S. Goya, he wrote um, along with the Nolan brothers the entire Dark Knight trilogy. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay he, yeah. He's written a lot of, uh, of you know really really good movies. Um, he I know a lot of people will, will give me shit for this, specifically Caleb. He's probably the only main one who will give me a lot of shit for this one. But uh, he he wrote uh, Man of Steel, which I really enjoy. I didn't hate Man of Steel. Yeah. 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 I, I I mean I didn't think it was like the best Superman movie ever. Actually. Yeah, it is. I about to say it might be. Yeah, I'm looking back on the other ones. Never mind. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was just a really fun fact. Oh, and also, uh, Blade Trinity had an IMDb uh, 5.8, by far the lowest IMDb. And also by far the lowest Rotten Tomato out of the trilogy had a 25% on Rotten Tomato. Mm. Yep. I, I will say the introduction to uh, Jessica Beale's character, mm-hmm. I didn't really care for. Like, honestly, I didn't connect with her whatsoever. I connected with Ryan Reynolds' character by, uh, by far. Yeah. Hannibal, I think his name was. Cannibal or Hannibal? One of the two. One I don't two, remember. Yeah. Either way. Um, matter of fact, uh, fun fact about Oz, uh, I LARP, live action role play. Um, I was in a new, uh, a uh, Fallout LARP that mm-hmm. I was playing, and um, I stole some missiles from a group and they tracked me down. <laughs> um, and they put me in the middle of town square, and they like injured me so I couldn't move. And they were asking me where the missiles were. One dude had like a Bane mask yeah. on, and uh, he goes, where are they? And I'm like, up my butt next to the Hello Kitty tattoo. <laughs> that is a line from Tr- Blake Trinity that I will always oh. remember that Ryan Reynolds said, and I, I'm so happy I got to use that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, yep. yep. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. You would drop that line. I would. <laughs> yeah, it's totally me. <laughs> oh, Ryan Reynolds, man, one of the few actors who it took him three tries to get a good superhero movie. It really did. Yep. It really did. Hold on. Who was the first? Uh, not- this This is the fir- uh, Blade Trinity's the oh, first. Oh, yeah, I guess technically. Yeah. Okay, okay. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair enough. Yep. Um, let's talk about this next one. You actually already mentioned it. Oh. Uh, and that is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. Honest to God, like, I, when I, especially, I remember as a kid, I loved this movie. Uh, but this also is one of those things that sparked my enjoyment of obscure superheroes. Mm. Like, um, uh, uh, Umbrella Academy is oh, yeah, one of my right. favorite, one of my favorite, uh, Netflix shows is that got coming out and then. Um, like, I thought this was a very interesting concept. Like, this crazy world with all these fictitious char- uh, fictitious horror characters yeah. being brought in to fight evil. Right. And I thought that was very interesting. And, like, um, the fact that you had Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. You had uh, Dracula's, Dracula's wife. Bride, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, Sawyer, who's like the only normal character. In the I movie. still have a theory. I don't know if it ever was confirmed nor denied. You but think I, he, I believe what? that Sawyer was Tom Sawyer from the like. I, I still believe that. Huh. Like he is a grown up Tom Sawyer. 
See, like his like semi bratty attitude. Yeah, yeah. I, I it, just I felt you it. know it's been a while since I've read the comic book, but I don't even think he's in it. I could be wrong. I but, mean, and that like yeah. you know you know, but uh, of course Sean Connery is Alan oh, yep. Quartermain. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I can't hate him at, in anything he's in. I really can't. I, I love Sean Connery. Uh, yes, money. <laughs> I'm not certain uh, how familiar you are with uh, with the comic book writer Alan Moore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, so just assume I, I am got you. <laughs> uh, so Alan Moore, he, he's one of my favorite writers. Uh, he um, in, in the comic book world, he's he's very well known, very iconic. He's he's got a legendary status. He wrote uh, you know those Swamp Thing uh, books you see up there. Oh, nice. Uh, he wrote V for Vendetta. Oh, damn. Uh, he wrote League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and he wrote Watchmen. And amongst others, <laughs> damn! All you had to say was Watchmen, and you got me, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but the first of his works to be adapted um, into a live action movie was uh, *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*, and uh, this was the first time where Alan Moore he said, uh, "Oh wow, you guys are going to make a movie based off of something that I wrote." He goes, "I, uh, I mean, he was like, uh, he was a little hesitant, but he, okay, let's see what we can do here." Um, he hated it, and from Damn. that moment forward, uh, he d- he refused to have his name put on. And that's the reason why he was not cool with the Watchmen, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying <laughs> it's the greatest movie of all time. Honestly, it has definite definite issues, but I I, I still like the concept. And honestly, yeah. as a kid who didn't know shit about it, and I still really don't, other than that movie, mm-hmm. I still enjoy the movie, because I enjoyed yeah. the characters. Like, I, I find myself saying that a lot, actually, is I'll watch a show, or I'll watch a movie, and enjoy it just for the characters that are playing. Like, yeah. not the story, like, because obviously when the story just goes south, the only thing that's going to keep me is the characters. If not, I'm just walking out. 100%. 1,000%. So, like, I felt like, I mean, Sean Connery, a great actor, and I, I I loved his character Alan Cornerman. Um, I enjoyed the Invisible Man; he was funny. Yes, um, I really enjoyed the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yes, it was very much reminiscent of today's Hulk. Hulk. Yep, but like I, I like I did enjoy because like I, I liked those stories growing mm-hmm. up. Like so, like seeing them being crammed into one world was right. insane. I mean, of course, unsung uh, Dorian Gray. Oh yeah, Dorian yeah. Gray. Oh, yeah, phenomenal yeah. character. Yeah, and honestly, I think he was like one of the uh, one of the more accurate characters as far as yeah. like, the actual lore of right. Dorian Gray. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yes, Captain yes, Nemo. Yes. He was such a badass. Right. Uh, and like his fucking submarine, the yes. Nautilus. The sword of the ocean. Um, oh my yeah, gosh! It's, like it was, it, it was definitely breathtaking when you see it the first time. It is. Yeah, but um, like, I'm not saying it's the greatest movie, but I, mm-hmm. I still say I, I can enjoy it. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that um, you know, for his time when it came out, I, I said, yeah, this is a, it's, it's a fine action flick. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I first saw the movie, I had not read the the comic book. Honestly, I didn't even know that there was a comic book when I first I mean, saw the honestly, movie. I didn't think it was. Yeah. The only reason I did know was because uh, I think only like maybe a year or two later. Yeah, this came out in 2003. So, yeah, a couple years later, you know, uh, like well into high school, our high school library had a copy oh. of the comic book, which it should not have. I'm like, no one 
has ever read this, have they? Like, this should not be. <laughs> like, you go, you go literally, I don't know, maybe five or ten pages in, and there is a school of, of young nuns who are going frantic because they swear there's a demon that's taken one of their, you know, one of the fellow young, young women there. She's just being raped by the invisible man, and they think that <laughs> she's damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, think, I didn't know it was that dark. Oh, Holy crap. oh, it gets. Fu- uh, Alan Quarterman is a uh, he's a heroin addict essentially. O- opioid addict. I'm sorry. He's yeah. They did the opioids. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined my delusions, sir. <laughs> he was a mentor to me. Oh. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, but like, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would love to see a remake. Like, that would be great. But yeah. like, and again, like you said, the, mm-hmm. the 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 author might may never actually let it happen again. Oh, he has, uh, you know, for better or for worse, he has no say over it. It's owned by DC. So, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it would honestly, be, uh, I think a remake like with that would actually be <laughs> phenomenal. I think so too. Because again, like the the very concept of it is very interesting. Oh, of course, and yeah. that, that's what drew me to it as a kid. I was like. I know these characters. I've, right. I've like I didn't know Dracula had a bride, but like mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming he would have one. Right. Yeah. So, but like then you like Dorian Gray. I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. I knew uh, the Invisible Man. Obviously, Dr. Um, Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That was one of the, like hell. If you've seen the Page Master, you know who he is. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> God, Page Master. Right. Yeah. Like um, but like I knew all these characters. I didn't know Alan Quartermain, but like I I knew most of them, and I was like, this is a amazing concept. I it love is. this concept. So, um, Another fun fact about this movie. This movie was directed by uh, Stephen Norrington. The same Stephen Norrington who directed Blade 1. Oh. Yep. Hmm. So, yep. Same same guy directed both of these movies. Um, the IMDB for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is a 5.8. And the uh, Rotten Tomato score... Seventeen percent. I knew it was gonna be low. I knew when you said it. I was like, "Oof!" I, I could feel it, like radiating yep, out. Yep, yep. You could. Uh, you just knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, I would be remiss if uh, if I didn't find a way to include these two on the list. Let's talk about Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> Uh, both of these movies are written by Joel Schumacher. Uh, Batman Forever came out in 95, with Batman and Robin coming out in 97. Um, Batman Forever, we'll talk about this one a little bit first. Um, Definitely the better of the two. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> easily. Like, their goal for that movie was to sell toys, and, and they succeeded. I they Actually, did. I bought a toy. I want to say I had the Batmobile. Oh, nice. I had uh, Robin with, like, uh, the, the motorcycle. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, I had that one. I think the, the Batmobile I got actually was from Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. Like I had the, okay. the, the, the shiny the one. The shiny one with yeah. all the fins. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, very stealthy of you, Batman. Very, very stealthy. Yeah, if, if you're not going to have a tank, then maybe go stealth a little bit more. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> um, uh, yeah, so Batman Forever, like I said, it's definitely the better of the two. This one is starring Val Kimmer as Batman. And, um... What do you think about him as Batman or Bruce Wayne? I actually, I didn't care for him as Batman. Mm-hmm. I thought he was much better as Bruce Wayne. I agree, actually. Um, 
Like I, I like you actually kind of felt the the like he was a billionaire a rich boy. Like you can mm-hmm. feel it. Like, his performance was pretty good. And also about camera, he, he looks like a playboy. You he know? does. Yeah. He does. And I just never imagined Bruce Wayne with blonde hair though. That was very much yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Because you think Batman they, dyed his hair between the you, right. after the first two movies? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must have. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it is also interesting that we get uh Chris O'Donnell as Robin, who I thought was a very, you know, a very good cast, just a little too old. Yeah, like I mean <clears throat> the only exposure to Batman I had at that time was the animated series. Right. And the Robin that he had was young. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, who is this teenager yeah. biker guy? Right. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're badass. Mm-hmm. You know, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> who Wait, are what you? the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's it's one thing for Bruce to bring in like you know a little ten, twelve year old Dick Grayson, but I'm like, this even as a kid, I was like, he looks really old for a teenager. Looking at Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, like I think he was actually in his mid twenties when that movie. Ended. He was. I think he was twenty five. <laughs> I mean, which, I, which, I like Chris O'Donnell. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I've seen him in that I actually liked him. So, like, I I had no issues mm-hmm. with him as Robin. Like you said, it was just too old, right? But him with that fucking like one of the things I remember the most about that Robin was his helmet. Oh, that he beautiful. Was. Uh, uh, that Robin that was just right. Like, oh, it was so gorgeously painted, and I was like, "That's cool." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, the fact that he already knew how to fight, right? Like, I, I, like, I don't know much. Like, as like the origin story, I always just know Robin after he's already been taken mm-hmm. in by Batman. So I didn't know if he knew how to fight before he got there or not. But like the fact that Chris O'Donnell was kicking ass. Right. Acting like Batman yeah. in that one scene, I was like, okay, I believe this. <laughs> I, you know, I do actually have a favorite moment from this movie, like as much as in the grand scheme of things, I don't like it. Right. Uh, but uh, it's in the third act when Robin goes, uh, what's it say? Uh, holy metal. Uh, oh, God. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, holy rusted metal Batman. Yeah. And Batman's like, what? <laughs> and the, the ground yeah. is full of holes. <laughs> I was like, uh, I see what yeah, you yeah. <laughs> Like that that was a good one. Yeah. Um it did it I mean, this is so like unimportant in the grand scheme of things for this movie, but did it bother you that like the ultimate, you know, choice, like the thing that makes a hero a hero in this movie, Batman is able to get both. And what I mean is that, like, two, I think it's Two Face gives him the option, you know, save the boy Wonder or save the woman you love. And he drops both of them. And, and he does save both of them. He saves both of them. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I like, as a kid, I didn't think about it. Yeah. Like, it was like, Oh, he saved both of them. Mm-hmm. Yay. He brought, Robin didn't yeah. die. They fixed that mistake, by the way, in The Dark Knight. He couldn't save both. He couldn't save Two Face. And, I mean, he couldn't save Harvey Dent. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about it like yeah. that. But yeah. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I didn't really think about that particular scenario as a kid, but now looking back on it, yeah, like, totally, like, yeah. that, he should have lost one of them. Yeah, I'm like, in Mass Effect, you're gonna lose one of them. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, honest to God, Robin probably could have been all right. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like... If I remember correctly, as soon as he was dropped, like, he flipped his uh, hands from his back to his front, like... Oh, open, yeah, yeah. And, like, he was ready. Like, right. Uh, so, it was like, Robin probably could have saved his own ass. Yeah, I, I think that in most <laughs> cases, Batman would probably go for the damsel in distress or, like, the person who who isn't trained by him. Right, you exactly. Know? <laughs> so, at least at that point, Robin was like, okay, I, I know I gotta take care of myself. He's yeah. gonna save them. Yeah. Which makes sense. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of funny, like, you know... And uh, it depends on, like, which, which comic book canon you look at. But, like, in one of the older canons, Batman was actually trained by uh, Houdini uh, in the art of escapism to learn how to escape from shit. Regularly, Batman would tie himself in chains and ropes and, and be put into, like, the bottom of a deep pool and be timed to see how long it takes him to get out. Uh, he's been buried alive several times and gotten out. So I'm like, having Robin just, you know, tied up and dropped, I'm like, that's... Like training one oh one. Right. Like that's day one, guys. Yeah. Get on our level. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We can't not talk about Batman Forever without mentioning I was about uh, to say. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. We can forget about Tommy Lee Jones. Um <laughs> like no, like I love Tommy Lee Jones. He is an amazing actor. I just did not think he should have been two faced in any way, shape, or form. I did not like his performance. I really didn't. But and this is another one of those cases that uh, I like. I will rewatch that movie for a character, and it is the Riddler, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Oh my God! Like I like because I grew up as a huge Jim Carrey fan. Like, oh yeah. The Mask, Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls, all of them. Mm-hmm. I watched damn near. I even went back and watched his In Living Color days, man. Oh yeah, it was oh, great. Yeah, it was uh, Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. Uh, uh, God, I can't. Uh, Vira. The, oh yeah, the the, yeah, the, the, the fitness yeah the, the fitness instructor. <laughs> um, like he has so many memorable characters. So like when I heard he was going to be the Riddler, and at the time I was super into the Batman cartoon. Oh, yeah, I'm ecstatic, and I'm right. like I'm going to watch it for him. I mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about Batman. Give me Jim Carrey as the Riddler. <laughs> I don't care if he's the bad guy. <laughs> and, and you know, I, overall, man, yeah, uh, he was probably the star of the show. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Um, like I remember, like when he trashes, when he finds out that Batman is Bruce Wayne, and he trashes like uh, the mansion and the Batcave and all that. Oh yeah, and he's just having a blast <laughs> with it. Uh, the the problem here is that as I'm sure you know, he and Tommy Lee Jones did not get along. Yes, yes, I heard about that, <laughs> and uh, that, that's part of the reason why I'm like fuck Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I'm not saying Jim Carrey is a saint. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying. That like if you can't work with the man, mm-hmm. like, uh, yes, I understand he's he is a very. I'm sure at times he could be trying on your patience because he's a goofy son of a bitch. Like, is, I wonder if is that what cost it? I, I want to say I've seen interviews where it was like Jim uh, Jim was trying to be a little more like being a little more himself and improving mm. and stuff like that, and Tommy Lee Jones being the serious actor that he yeah. is didn't feel that was a very professional and I think that's I think that's part of the main reason why they had a beef. Uh you know, and also about Tommy Lee Jones' performance, he just tried to out Riddler the Riddler in terms of like how zany they were. Yeah. You know, they uh, yeah. they tried to just one up each other, but I'm like, Two Face shouldn't even be acting like this. Honestly, Two Face wouldn't fucking want to deal with the Riddler at all. Yeah, no, no. Like, fuck that. Right. Which, uh, And th- there was no duality to him in that movie. There really wasn't. And um, something that is notorious from that era of superhero films is 
they like to put two bad guys against one good guy. Right. And it always, I mean, granted, we had Robin, mm-hmm. but like at the time, he was a superhero in training, not a superhero yet. Yeah. So he was the shit. <laughs> superhero in yeah, training. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the SHIT. Um, no, but like in uh, the first Batman movie, the original, just the Batman. Um, there was just Joker. Just Joker. Yep. But in yep. the second one, you had Catwoman and, and Penguin. Penguin. Then you had Joker, uh, Riddler, Riddler and, and um, Two Face, and then in the and last one you yep. got uh, Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy. Three that time. and Bane, yeah, fuck. Uh, we're not a good. Uh. But you also had three heroes in that one too. You did oh, have man. three heroes in that one, and, and God, that was an overstuffed movie. My gosh, it really was. Oh God. Uh, you know, before we get into that one, the IMBD for Batman Forever was five point four, and the Rotten Tomatoes was thirty nine percent. So you know. It appealed to the target audience, which was us, you know, children. Yep, the kids that watched the Batman yep. animated series. Yep. And uh, didn't really appeal to too much of anyone else. Nope. <laughs> but uh, two years later, when we get to 97. Before we run oh, yeah, off, yeah. Uh, forever, real quick. Mm-hmm. One more thing. This kind of bugs me now. Back in the day, I thought it was really awesome. But now, I don't. What was with all the glow stick shit? Oh my god! Oh, the were, neon and it was and, so oh. neon everywhere. But it gets it gets with, worse in it, Batman and Robin. It does. Though. Like I figured, I had to start with that. Yeah. Batman Forever had it, and then it just went way off the rails in uh, Batman versus it, Batman you know, and Robin. I, I it wasn't until Batman Begins when um, Gotham City actually looked like a real place. Right? Like, even in the Tim Burton movies. They like, looked like Tim Burton. It looked like something that came straight out of Tim Burton's nightmares. Right. Like, it, like it, it, even though it still had semblances of a city, it was still Tim Burton. You can yeah. definitely feel him. But Forever and Batman and Robin, it was just splattered with... Oh, right. Neon you know, colors. Neon and, jizz or something. I don't right. Know, it was I'm just like, it was so bad. It's so distracting. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Oh. Oh. God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bad, Batman and Robin. Uh, oh yeah. Oof, of course, uh, Val Kilmer did not return for this one. Uh, I believe it was Joe Schumacher who uh, uh, phoned in a favor, and uh, hence George Clooney stepping in. I've actually seen in. interviews with George Clooney, and he says it's one of the biggest regrets of his career. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he came in uh, like basically like at the last moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel kind of bad for Clooney because I'm like, maybe with a better script. Yeah, he probably, like, honestly, because Clooney's an amazing actor. Yeah, Like, I mean, there's a reason why that guy's name is well known. Mm-hmm. And I never once believed him as Batman. You can't. <laughs> I mean, like, you can buy him as Bruce Wayne, but that's only because his natural personality is similar to what you would imagine Bruce Wayne is. Yep. It, except for the fact that He's not pretending to be like this rich playboy, you know, type. He really is that. Right. You know? <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, a fun fact also, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger got paid, I believe, $25 million to play Mr. Freeze in 1997. Bruh. Like, Most of the budget went to one man. I want to <laughs> say... We don't see him ever again in any other movie after this, so nope. I think he's set for fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got my money. It's a bad movie. I'm going. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I get it. Schwarzenegger was a star, 
And to have him in a movie, you know, of any at that time, that's like probably like the peak of his career, you know. Was it? I thought it was towards the end of his career. I mean, he made movies all the way through the 2010s and shit. Did he? Yeah. Maybe I just didn't pay attention. That's probably it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you got to think what well, what year did uh, not Kindergarten Cop, but Last Action Hero came out? That was oh, dude, I still love that movie. Well, that was a great movie, right? <laughs> I think they came out like ninety five, and so yeah, like, this it, is not yeah. too far removed. Oh, from I actually that. think it was ninety three. Might have been ninety three. I think it's ninety three. Okay, yeah. I used to have the uh, the VHS of that movie. Oh my gosh! Like that? The oh yeah, <laughs> that is an underrated movie. It I really think. is. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. we could go down that rabbit hole if we, we want to. But. <laughs> um, so, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, another fact about him in the movie is that he did get actual battery acid in his mouth. Uh, if you notice, when he taught, he had like the glow in his mouth, and that's yeah, because yeah, of what yeah. they put in there. But apparently, like whatever it was, kind of it would leak, and he actually did get like battery acid in his mouth. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him for taking half the budget now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, oh my gosh, uh, remind me what's the, the actress name who played Barbara Gordon in this movie? Uh, oh, Alicia I'm sorry, Silverstone. yeah, Alicia Silverstone, yeah, yep. sorry, not Barbara Gordon, Barbara Pennyworth because she's related to Alfred and not Commissioner Gordon in this movie. I mean, it's no worse than uh, you know, Dark Knight Rises, Robin. We don't need to, you don't need, uh-huh. we, don't need we don't need to, yeah, see, that's you yep. know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, like this is new stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but I feel bad for Alicia Silverstone because apparently she was like being extremely body shamed on the set of that movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, damn. I did not. I did not know that. Yeah, well, I'm like, she looks. She looks great. Like, I mean, her, honestly, her, her appearance yeah. is the the least of your worries on this movie. Uh, uh, honestly, it's the suit you're wearing. The the nipples just made that whole thing <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> Also, we need to talk about this too. Joe Schumacher and his gratuitous ass crotch and tit shots when they're suiting up. Oh, and again, the tr- <laughs> the, the traditional superhero trope in uh, our day and age, which but, was but the suit his, up. his his suit ups focused on ass, dick, and titties. It really did. It really did. I mean, looking back as a kid, I didn't think much of it, but now it's like it's kind of weird. It's man. a little weird, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you consider the fact. That it probably wasn't even the actors. There were probably stand-ins. Right. It, or maybe just the fucking suit. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Because <laughs> we all know those suits were stiff as shit. Right. <laughs> um, George Clooney and his classic George Clooney head wiggle when he talks. Yeah. Uh, that was all throughout this movie. But I think that's just because what the fuck else is he supposed to do in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Um. I think the only thing I kind of liked about this movie was one character, and it still was, it's stretching. Are you saying Poison Ivy? Yeah, yeah, I liked her a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I like Uma Thurman. Yes. Like, I, 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 she's, a, I like, she's a really good actress, but. What if they get Maya Hawk to play the new Poison Ivy in the movies? Would that be. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Thought just came to mind, you know. Yeah, that that, that, that was a hell of a thought, yeah. sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, Alfred in this movie, Alfred develops a habit of just telling every goddamn person Batman's secret identity. That's that's fair. 
That is very fair. Um, I will say, as far as Alfred's and all the Batman movies go, this is these are still my favorite. Like that that actor that played, he, he was he was very good. He was very good as yeah. Alfred. But yeah, I agree. Like he did happen to tell everybody who the fuck Batman was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember at one point in uh, in Batman and Robin, you know, when uh, he he just takes upon himself to get uh, his his niece, you know, her own suit and whatever. Uh, yeah. and, and I think Robin goes says to, to Bruce, well, we might need a bigger cave. If I were Bruce, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. This is serious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she can't be knowing these secrets. You aren't even supposed to know the secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which I guess reminds me of one of my favorite moments from forever was when Robin was trying to get behind that door. Uh, oh yeah, yes. and he does all this fucking acrobatic right. shit and flies in. <laughs> yeah, and like, well, fuck. Yep. Alfred's like, I, what the fuck, man? Well, I guess I might as well tell you. <laughs> I mean, he's the Batman, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know if I have a favorite moment from this movie. No, <laughs> uh, I like there, and I, I don't even feel like talking about how badly they ruined Bane. And the messed up oh part is, gosh. at the time, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea anything about Bane. I just you, thought... You know, what, you know what? Me either, because this movie came out in 97. I think Bane only appeared in the comics as early as, like, 93. So, Bane was a relatively new character. Yeah, and I'm over, I, I didn't know much about him. And I'm just like, he's just a big henchman. He's just a big, big henchman, yeah. Henchman. Yeah, he's, and I'm like, Bane is highly intelligent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, uh, yeah, it's just... Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. That was completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Batman and Robin has an IMDb of three point seven out of ten, mm. and a Rotten Tomatoes of twelve percent. Twelve percent. That means that it is tied with Shaq uh, to be the third worst rated movie on my list. Oh man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh yep. man. Um, I actually have one that's not on your list, and I'm mildly surprised you didn't add it. It's a dark horse comic, The Crow. That is a very good point. I did not add The Crow on my list. Like, uh, I remember growing up, and I saw this movie, and I was like, this it mesmerized me. I was like this dark, gritty, basically anti-hero. He's not really anti-hero. He's he's just an, a vengeance yeah. paladin almost. Yeah, where he's you know you know getting vengeance, and I was just like, this is cool as fuck. And then we see Sting in wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah, who's basically yeah, he yeah, does the same you know kind of shtick. Yeah, uh, probably his most successful version of of his character. Yeah, definitely. Um. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Eric Draven, we, uh, we we know a guy we used to wrestle with. Was <laughs> named Draven, yeah. And who had all these similar face paint. makeup yep. and even used the the, 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 the theme the song. Riff. Yep, the yep. Guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> Not very subtle. Looking Not back very at subtle, that. bro. Not very <laughs> subtle at all. No, but uh, honest to God, this like I know this. You know, we're, this one of the movies that I, I think I don't know if it's how how it's rated or anything like that, but like. I felt like out of that era, this one was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, because, like, it was something you'd never seen before. 
uh, up until that point. Now, mm-hmm. then afterwards, it's like everybody was doing that shit. Right. <laughs> but like, uh, I, I really like the concept of this. The 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 the, the character of the crow was actually it's different throughout the stories. Like when when Eric Draven's story is done, it's a different person. Oh yeah, so so you're watching like the sequels? Well, I didn't watch the sequels. Okay, but like I, I did hear, uh, I I think I maybe read one of the comics where it actually goes into another right, character, another yeah, another uh, another person. So <clears throat> yeah, the, the whole concept of the crow I always thought was really cool, and like I said, especially for that time, right? Um, yeah, because like this guy, it, it's almost like if the Punisher had died with his family. Right. And come back. Yeah, it came back and just destroyed everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, it was uh, Brandon Lee yep. who played the original role. Yep, who died making the movie. Yeah, died making the movie. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess slight silver lining, a little morbid, but, I mean, at least he got most of it completed before. Right. You know? uh, I think they got his sister to finish up the final shots yeah. just for distant stuff. Right. Um. Oh, did she know that for the uh, they're doing a reboot of that movie? I did not, and I don't know how I feel about it already. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much: I, I do like the casting for the lead. Interesting. Um, you might be familiar with this actor, uh, Bill Skarsgård. I've heard the name. I can't uh, place him. Pennywise the clown in the new It movies. I actually have not <laughs> seen any, any of the It movies. Any of them. Any of them. Any of them. You should at least watch the new ones, man. They're excellent. I, I, I might have to give it a shot later. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm way behind on yeah. a lot of movies, <laughs> which is so unheard of for me. I, I used to yeah, be the movie I know. Guy. You were the movie guy. I yeah. worked at a video yeah. store for four years. <laughs> uh, but Bill Skarsgård, uh, his brother, shit, whose name now escapes me for some reason, Something uh, Peter Skarsgård, I think. No, that's Peter Skarsgård. Anyway, his brother was in The Northman. Uh, okay. Yeah, and Which I also still need in, to watch. Uh, in uh, the same guy who was in True Blood. Oh, um, uh, oh, Eric Northman. Uh, the, that's the character who plays in True Blood. Yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He played in Tarzan. Which yeah, was, it was in Tarzan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets in even better shape in the Northman than he was in Tarzan. Somehow, I'm like Jesus, dude. I mean, I mean dude's in shape. Yeah, Tarzan was horrible, but uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's yeah, his little brother, uh, Bill, is uh, playing guy uh, the new. Uh, Crow, and he's a fantastic actor. So if nothing else, the lead will be very good. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, uh, but no. Um, I, I think that like the Crow, like score wise, would probably rank among the highest on the on the probably. list. Probably. Like, I mean, also for that time period, though, that was one of those quote unquote niche movies, though. Like, it was. It, it was because, kind of like a cult. Yeah, it was a know. cult following. Like, I, I guarantee you now, like, if it was released today, everybody would love that shit. Oh, yeah. But, like, back when it released, people shunned that type of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't want that. Yeah, yeah. They were like, wait, but so the lead is dead already? In, right? Yeah. Like, what? Right. And why is he wearing clown makeup? <laughs> like, what is he trying to be in Gene What's, Simmons? Yeah, right. It, it's it's always interesting how like the people who are in control of making movies are always so far behind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's find another phone here. Let's do a one from two thousand seven. Okay, Ghost Rider, starring your favorite actor, my favorite actor, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. All right, I don't hate Nicholas Cage like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. He has had some horrible movies. 
But the man, he's clearly hemorrhaging money because he will take anything his manager sends his way. Right? Like I'm actually wanting to see the movie that's kind of picking on himself. Like, yeah. I want to see that yeah, movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want to see that too. I heard it was pretty good. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like Nicolas Cage. I did not think Johnny Blaze was a fit for him. No. Um, I don't know jack shit about Ghost Rider. So the fact that we had... Uh, this we saw this in theaters together as well yeah we did yep. <laughs> <laughs> like oh oh yeah like don't get me wrong the visuals were amazing like uh, for its time for its yeah. time yeah it, it, it was really good like uh just the, the the fact that they actually got a flaming skull to actually yeah look decent on camera yeah um honestly my favorite character in the movie was uh uh sam elliott um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who actually plays like, uh, uh, the name draws a blank on me, but he is from the comics who plays the OG Ghost Rider from like the Western days. Right. And yeah. you see that. Yeah. yeah coming which to fruition. I thought was cool as shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I, I liked his character far more than I liked Johnny Blaze. Uh, for me, I have to say uh, um, Eva Mendez just because Eva Mendez. Oh, yeah, she was in that movie. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yes, she was. <laughs> I, how, how could you forget? <laughs> I mean, like, she was in a lot of stuff at that time. So That's true. Like, she was in damn near every Fast and the Furious or whatever. I don't know. I know no, she was no, in no. one of them, like, at least. I think she was in Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, yeah, I think she was. Um, she yeah. was also in Training Day. You get some titties, by uh-huh. the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, um, yeah, uh, I, got I don't, distracted I don't, by titties. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, no, but like I didn't really, I didn't h- hate this movie when it came out. But looking back on it, it wasn't good. Like it wasn't good at all. You know what? It's one of those things where like you almost want to say it's okay for its time, but you got to think about it. this. Came out in 2007. In 2008, we got Iron Man one and The Dark Knight. Like there's no. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. At that point, I'm sorry. We, yeah. we can't really. Yeah, we, I think we just graduated. After, uh, yeah, like we had the, graduated like the year before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, eh. yeah, no, no. I, I, like, I can't say much about this movie that I liked other than Sam Elliott. Like, that yeah. is literally pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Ghost Rider moved like Robocop in the water. He does. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> That's a very good comparison. <laughs> he is not very mobile at all. No, 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 no. Uh, he moves in slow motion for some reason. And yeah, like. I mean, I thought his chain was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, did you know that? Uh, I mean, if you watch the movie today, you could probably tell, but did you know that Nick Cage. Had them CG abs onto his body, like in the in the shirtless scene that you see him. That's not Nicolas Cage. They, they I did not know that, but <laughs> I didn't need to know that. Thanks, uh, man. And I'm like, Nick, you could have spent six to eight weeks, you know, right? You could have got something. <laughs> yeah, like, you're gonna be in a superhero movie. You're not gonna work out, bro. right? Uh, <laughs> come on. But uh, yeah. Th- and like you said, Nick wasn't really the best fit for Johnny Blaze. He he really played like kind of I don't want to say like a doofy, but he was kind of absent minded and it, it, honestly, 
for a, uh, for a superhero that's supposed to be filled with hellfire and rage almost. Yeah. He was way too fucking calm. Oh, yeah. And they made it whole, like, this whole thing about him doing yoga. Who are you? Why? Why? Or like m- mantra. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I didn't get it. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't get it. Oh, yeah. So this movie's directed by uh, Mark Steven Johnson. Uh, I've heard that name yep. before. Uh, the same guy who did Daredevil. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Everything comes full circle. Right, right. Yep. Uh, Ghost Rider received the IMDB score of 5.2 out of 10 with a Rotten Tomato score of 26%. Damn. I mean, yep. well deserved. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so I feel like uh, also we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, obviously, the Spider Man trilogy. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, totally. Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi came out in 2002, 2004, and 2007. And uh, I'm going to read these scores off really quick because the scores are very telling. Uh, Spider-Man 1, IMBD of 7.4, Rotten Tomatoes score of 90%. Ooh. Uh, Spider-Man 2, IMDB, 7.4, Rotten Tomatoes, 93%. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3. Mm-mm. <laughs> IMDb of six point two, mm. Rotten Tomato score of sixty three percent. There is literally a thirty percent drop between the Ooh. second and third. I feel like it should be more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so I I love the first Spider Man movie, and I love the second Spider Man mm-hmm. movie. Like, I think. No one can, like, really... I think most people could say that. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, like, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, the, the the Green Goblin didn't care for the suit. I really didn't. Yeah, I think that's why they got rid of it in uh, No yeah, Way Home. Yeah, I'm very glad, because yeah. the suit in, you know, No Way Home is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but then, in the second one, we had Doc Ock, and, like... To me, he was one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Yes. Like, just, you know, the, the ability to control these metallic arms. Right. It's just fucking cool. And then we got Venom and Sandman. And dancing and pointing fingers. And, and... what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was so much. Like, I, I will say, I didn't like Tobey Maguire in the third movie at all. Like, mm. I felt like, honestly, I felt like he was just there. In my opinion, I think he didn't care for what was going on with the script either. Yeah. Uh, like, you can kind of feel it. You can. And it's also one of those things where, like, you know, by Spider-Man 3, they probably backed up the goddamn Brink's trunk to his to his house, you know, just to get him to play the role. Mm-hmm. He was probably offered just a shit ton of money to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, man. Like, and, and this is the movie that kind of killed the franchise until the Amazing Spider-Man movie came out. Yep. And still, my favorite, uh, Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, he's your favorite Peter or your favorite Spider-Man? Spider-Man, technically. Okay. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, because, uh, I think Tom Holland is my favorite Peter Parker. Like, like I, it's, I'm, it's, 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 it's tough for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like honestly, they're all relatively pretty decent mm-hmm. in both roles. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel that, like, Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, was, to me... More like the Spider-Man I remember from the cartoon. Mm, yeah. Because he, he, he made a lot more jokes. I, I think, like, he's the 
kind of still the only one who makes a lot of quips. Right, exactly. Yeah. And th- th- that was one of the major things that I enjoyed about that Spider-Man. Yeah. Is because it reminded me of my childhood of right. watching that cartoon. Yeah. Because that Spider-Man was making jokes the whole fucking time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, never forget one of my favorite moments. They actually made a meme out of this from the animated cartoon. Oh, no. And I think he was talking to a guy named Tombstone, like a really, uh, you know, strong, durable Spider-Man villain. Uh, and Tombstone, I think it was him, he was like, why don't you come in here and fight like a man? And Spider-Man goes, can I convince you to come up here and fight like a spider? <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, whereas, like, you know, um, you know, with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I feel that, like, uh, it's up until, like, up until No Way Home, he was just so innocent. His yeah, Spider-Man. he was. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that- very dependent on Tony. He was. And, like, I appreciated them doing it, I guess, mm-hmm. what they were trying to do with the character. But I'm glad that they're starting to make him his own. He needed least. that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, because that was the one thing that Spider-Man needs is to go through. He just needs to eat shit by himself. Like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's what a Spider-Man needs to do. Yep. That's and uh, by the end of No Way Home, he had done it. Uh, not to get too far off topic, but, you know, I've seen No Way Home twice now. And I think it's a very, very great movie. Uh, but there, there are, have you seen it? Yes. Okay. There are a few things about the movie I would change and most of them are, will be in the first act. I don't like his reasoning for, for going to Dr. Strange. He goes to Dr. Strange, not because his friends or family are in danger, but because his friends can't get into MIT. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And Dr. Strange goes with it. That That's the problem I have with it. I can see t- uh, like that Peter Parker mm. doing that. That Doctor Strange mm-hmm. going along with it is what really met, got me. I was yeah. like, why would you do this? Right. Why? I haven't seen uh, Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. yet, so like, I like, I don't know if any of that... No, me, but, it doesn't. Uh, no. uh, but like, <laughs> the fact that he he went along with this asinine idea. Yeah. It was stupid. Right. <laughs> See, I think the way I would have played it would have been like, I think what would have been perfect would be like if some angry, you know, criminal who he put away or somebody upset at Peter Parker goes after Aunt May and almost gets her, but he saves her just in the, in the nick of time. And he goes to Doctor Strange because I can't have anyone harming someone who I love so dearly. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the part in the movie where she dies anyway. And that would really make that him... Oh, God, that yeah. would have tied that together perfectly. Yes. Yeah, like, no, I agree with you. Like, that would have been amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just think that would have been even more impactful than what we got. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, one thing about the original Spider-Man trilogy that I always liked was the uh, the score by uh, Danny Elfman. Okay. You know, um, it's that really swelling kind of score that uh, kind of brings out the emotion in the movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really appreciated those, man. And like you, uh, I think that Spider-Man 1 and 2 are still really fucking uh, strong. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say uh, about the trilogy because everyone's very familiar with this trilogy. And, uh, you know, there's not as much to say about movies that are overall really good, with the exception of the third one. Yeah. (laughs) We just don't talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which, you know, i got to be honest, with the third one, I like that Venom more than the Tom Hardy one. I mean, I've seen the first Venom. I haven't seen the... the, It's the same thing. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, like... I, I like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like, and I didn't hate the Venom movie, but 
I I don't know. Like I think that I, like, because of the you know the popularity of this character, I felt it was just way too rushed in mm-hmm. the the Spider Man three. So yeah, he was yeah. And like to me, I just but but what is Venom without a Spider Man though? Eh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, no, I, I I agree, but I mean at the same time, like you know, I guess you can have his own movie, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the cameo at the end of No Way Home, though. Yeah, like, that was probably like the only good Venom thing I've seen. <laughs> that's true, and like I'm not sure what that means going forward. I don't either. Yeah. Like, yeah, what does that mean? Because <laughs> I mean, obviously, that sh- uh, shit doesn't exist. Yeah, like, because he went back to his right. World. So I'm like. Uh, is he from the same universe as like maybe Andrew Garfield Spider Man? Like, or do they coexist in the same world? Who knows? I don't know. Man. I mean, if so, I'd be down to see that movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll talk about just two more, and then we will get you the hell out of here. Okay. Yep, yep. I say two more, but technically it's four because we got the X Men trilogy. Da na 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 na. Oh man. Yeah, um, the X Men trilogy. Uh, the first two were directed by Brian Singer, with the third one being directed by Brett Ratner. Um, X One, IMDb seven point three, Rotten Tomatoes eighty two percent. X Two, IMDb seventy four percent, Rotten Tomatoes eighty five percent. X Three, IMDb six point six. Rotten Tomatoes, 57%. Uh, again, very similar to the Spider-Man trilogy. There's a, the first two are very close, and then there's a very <laughs> big drop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like um, the X-Men trilogy, uh, everything was amazing except for one character, and you know who I'm going to talk about. I mean, Jean Grey wasn't that No, bad. we're talking about Cyclops, it's that whiny little bitch. <laughs> take that back. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I ne- I've never liked Cyclops, and these movies did not help any. Uh, <laughs> honestly, they made it worse. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing about these X-Men movies. Uh, they're, they are not an ensemble cast. They are starring Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Like the, the movies have three leads, Hugh Jackman, and then Patrick Stewart, and Ian, uh, uh, Ian McKellen. Yep. Yep. Like, th- that. that is... That's the cast. Yep. For these movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like, so if you're a Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman, Angel, you're somewhere in yeah, the back. That, that, which is fair. <laughs> you know, and uh, for me, I think that's where, like, the movies kind of lost me. I understand that, you know, you want to put, like, you know, your most popular guy forward and your most, you know, uh, I guess like, your most important two characters forward. But, uh Man, like by the time we got to the third one, I'm like, we are just the franchise is resting on Wolverine's hairy shoulders. That's true. Like, don't get me wrong, Hugh Jackman, amazing oh, as Wolverine. Course. Yes, I mean, made a name for himself as such. But you're right. Like, it's basically the Wolverine movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's yes. Wolverine and the X Men. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and you know, like, man, with this trilogy, uh. I still personally like the first one the best out of this original trilogy. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, X2 was really fun. Had some really cool fight scenes in it for sure. Uh, but 
X1, the reason why I like X-Men 1 so much is because you can take somebody who knows nothing about the X-Men, they can watch X1 and understand what it's all about. Because X-Men 1 just, it just so plainly and, and simply explains to you, you know, what these characters are about, what they fight for, you know, what they represent. And, uh, yeah, like, I think that um, a lot of superhero movies would kind of struggle with giving you, like, the overall synopsis of who those characters are, what they represent. Mm-hmm. I think S-Man 1 just does a really good job of telling you that, hey, these are people who are born differently, and they're hated because they're born differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and, and there's a subsect of those people who are very angry at the people in power because they've been downtrodden for so long. And so now there's this just position, like, which side is right, which side should you root for, uh, you know. So, yeah, they just did a very good job of that. Um. You know, X2, I will say this, man. One thing about X2 that always stood out was that goddamn opening scene with Nightcrawler. Oh, dude. Like, the, the him teleporting through the yes. fucking uh, White House. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. That was so impactful. Like, it, it was, was so amazing. Cool. Um, have you ever seen the YouTube show um, uh, VF, VFX Artists React? Uh, it's a very, very fucking cool channel. Um, they... Uh, it's about uh, yeah three or four like uh, VFX artists and they kind of explain how shots are done and they bring on other VFX artists who have worked on movies, uh, big movies like I'm talking uh, Avengers or other oh, Marvel shit. movies like uh, just big movies in general, and um, they brought in um, I think like a, a VFX artist or a stuntman who worked on X Men Two and they actually broke down how that uh, Nightcrawler scene was done uh, because. When you think about it, that movie came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. So, like, the the CG capabilities to do it that way weren't really... Right, like it was very limited yeah. at that time, yeah. And so, like, the, the you know, the, the smoke that's left behind, obviously, was CG. But, like, for a lot of those moments where you see Nightcrawler damn near in two places at one time, it was practical. They would have one stuntman basically hiding, waiting for his cue. The teleport happens. He comes out, does his bit... You know, disappears and the other stunt man comes out. I'm like, that's a really practical and and timing difficult way to do it. Oh God, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. you had to be on your game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I definitely agree with uh, with that. That being one of the most iconic scenes of that movie. Yeah, like, it, it it was so good. Um, not, and of course, Nightcrawler is just a cool character. Yes. So it was just like bringing him in and doing all this crazy stuff with him was just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I mean, X3, if I had to say anything good about it, it has my favorite beast in it. Uh, Kelsey Grammer, you know, yeah, well. uh, like he was actually, I think a really good beast. Uh, like, yeah. Like uh, when he was being diplomatic, until yeah. the, uh, when he starts doing his little cr- fake weird crawly thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a little weird for me. Yeah, a little bit. Like, towards the end. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I, I wasn't cool with that. But other than that, like, definitely he is the better beast. He also yeah. looked more like the He beast. did. He really yeah. did. Uh, I don't know what happened with uh, Nicholas Holt. You know, he played Beast in, like, the first Clash trilogy. Yeah. Or Quadrilogy, because there's four of them, I guess. Yeah, I remember but, <laughs> I've uh, only seen two of them, so. Uh, yeah, you're not really. Uh, no, I, I saw Apocalypse. Never mind. Uh, Most people forget about that one. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you can just pretend that it ends with Days of Future Past. That's what I do. Yep, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. 
such a good one. It is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brett Ratner did direct the third one. Um, and interestingly enough, he directed the third one uh, because Brian Singer uh, chose to not do the third one in lieu of doing another movie on the list. The last one we'll talk about tonight. Dun, dun, dun. What movie could it be? There's a lot. It could be. Oh, yeah, I mean. You never know. I'll never know. Uh, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, the last movie he does on the list is Superman Returns. That's what Brian Singer chose to do in place of, yeah, mm. yeah in place of X3. And I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah, because I'm like, you know, Brian, Brian Singer did, I would say he probably, he did, yeah, he, he directed all the good X-Men movies. He did X1, X2, Days of Future Past. Those were his movies. <laughs> he directed all three of those. And then you, like, really fucked up some Superman. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I'm like, you could have made a good third X-Men movie, but instead you chose to go do... A crappy Superman Superman movie. Returns. You know, oddly enough, Superman Returns has a much higher score than you would imagine. Really? Yeah. Um, I am surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it has an IMDB of 6.1. Mm. Uh, has a Metacritic score of 72% and a Rotten Tomatoes score of 74%. I guess this movie has a really strong fan base. I guess. Like, like, <laughs> uh, like I, I found it very hard to watch. It was very boring, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. Mm. Like, I, I like Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey, yeah, yeah. of course. Back before I, he was another creepy. person that was uh, very hard to work with for a lot of movies. I didn't I, know that. I, I didn't know it was a Superman. I don't know if he was uh, on Superman, but like I hear Kevin Spacey's very hard to work with. Huh. I mean, I can believe that. Same with Edward Norton. So, <laughs> oh, I can kind of see that too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same with a lot of people, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Superman Returns, starring uh, Brandon Routh, directed by Brian Singer. Came out in 06. There's something about uh, that actor that plays Superman in this movie that I don't know what it is, but the only thing I've liked him in is Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. Oh, I forgot he was in that. <laughs> yeah, yes. he played the vegan. The, oh, yeah. The, the third yeah. boyfriend who's floating in the air with vegan superpowers. Thomas Jane was also in that as well. Holy shit. <laughs> I remember Chris Evans was in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Thomas Jane was in that too. There were a lot he was of vegan police. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, I don't know what it is about that actor that I just I don't believe. Yeah, maybe, um, I, I don't know what it really is. It's just something about him, like because he plays in. Uh, the, the, the Marvel show, uh, uh, Legends the, the, of Tomorrow, right? Yeah, the CW, oh, the DC show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Legends of Tomorrow, he plays uh, Ray Palmer, uh, the Atom, who they made him very much like Iron Man for some reason. Uh, yeah. I don't know nothing about the character, so like all uh, I know is like yeah. that actor. <laughs> uh, fun fact about him, though, like uh, there was an event in the uh, CW, you know, Arrow, Arrowverse uh, mm-hmm. called Crisis on Infinite Earths, based off the comic book. And, uh, but in that... They did a lot of really cool things in that little crossover event, admittedly. Um, we got to see uh, Kevin Conroy, the the voice of Bruce Wayne from the animated series. Oh, nice. He, yeah, he played old man Bruce. 
Uh, that was really cool to see. Um, uh, we got to see Tom Welling uh, come back as Clark Kent. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I probably have to go watch just that one episode. <laughs> um, and uh, we got to see Brandon Routh uh, play Superman one last time in that crossover. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the look on your face right there. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I just, I don't like that guy. Like, it just does, it rubs me the wrong way. But you know why they casted him right? I mean, he looks like Superman. He looks, <laughs> he looks just like Christopher Reeves. Like, he's, he looks yeah. very similar. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, some people said that Justin Chapman looked like Goku. Um, <laughs> Who? <laughs> I don't know for people. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> that was a bad movie. It was uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Superman Returns, man. Like, when I saw the scores, man, I was trying to think, like, what was it about this movie I wanted that people really dug? Um, again, people being fans of Superman. I think that's the only thing that brought it. Brought, you know, I, don't I know. guess so, because this was the first Superman movie since Quest for Peace, which was a colossal dud. I don't even know that movie. It's for the best. It was Christopher Reeve's last movie as Superman. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think it came out in, like, what, the mid-80s, maybe? Mm. Uh, the one that came out after the one with Richard Pryor in it. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. They, they get pretty, pretty rough. I only really remember the one with Zod in it. Yeah, that would be uh, number two. Yeah, that's the one I remember. Like I, I I know they all exist, but that's the only one that actually like rings a bell. Yeah, like (laughs) that's Uh, one of the reasons why I hate Superman is because I did not like the Christopher Reeves movies. I just didn't. uh, They had the heart, and and I think that they were really good for their time. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. Richard Donner did those movies, and you know I think that as a whole. Yeah, they did really good. That just reminded me of something. Another fun fact about like those uh, those old school Christopher Reeve, uh, Richard Donner Superman movies. Uh, they got Marlon Brando uh, to play um, Superman's real dad, uh, Jor-El. Oh shit! Yeah, Marlon Brando, the Godfather himself, and and this was him like you know, uh, post apocalypse now. You know, this is you know. <laughs> This was a Marlon Brando who uh, you mentioned actors who were difficult to work with. Oh, he man. was one like they paid him. I don't remember how much, but a hefty fee uh, for his role. And I, and I think the rumor goes that like he was never technically actually on set or something like that. Like it was very fucking weird. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Some actors, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That was like the first big superhero movie ever was Superman. You know, yeah. one. Yeah. You know, came out in, what, 78? Yeah, it fucking forever ago. <laughs> and, and so, you know, Marlon, uh, you know, Marlon Brando is probably thinking, I was in the goddamn Godfather, you know? Right, <laughs> like, yeah, like, why do I want to be in a super yeah, yeah. hero movie? <laughs> uh, and it ended up being, you know... could have been a contender. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. But, I mean, honestly, with this uh, Superman Forever movie... Oh, Superman Forever. Gosh. I'm, I'm blending movies now. Yep. <laughs> uh, Superman Returns, right? Uh, yeah, it was just Superman had a son in that movie. I remember that being a side arc in it. Oh God, was it? Yeah, because the Lois's kid I, turns I, out to I have, have 
very much blocked a lot of that movie out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lois has a kid when Clark comes back, and, uh, you know, Clark's like, oh, well, you have a kid. But the kid, it, they played up too much because I think the kid has, like, asthma and all that just to kind of throw you off. Mm. But then come to find out the kid has. Connor? No. <laughs> I don't remember, but that would also have been way too on the nose. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the kid turns out to have, like, superpowers. I'm trying to remember what else happened. There was, like, a giant island of kryptonite or some shit at the end. I really, uh, honest to God, like, I think I have blocked that movie from my brain. <laughs> I just remember one visual, and that is him above the earth mm-hmm. in the super suit with the, 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 the cape flying behind him. And he's just doing this weird, like... Yeah, the, the weird, uh, Jesus T-pose. The, yeah, the Jesus T-pose. Yeah. And that's all I remember. Surely you remember, like, the Gatling gun scene where the bullet hits his eye in slow motion. Oh, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah. they... That, and again, worked at a video store. Yeah. Like, that, uh, there was a... Uh, uh, that was always in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Just to stop it, like, hitting the eyeball and crushing. Yeah. And I'm like, do we really need to see that, man? Yeah, not, not, not really, you know. Uh... But I mean, honestly, yeah, there's not a whole lot I remember about this movie. I remember that I owned it when it came out. I owned a lot of bad movies, all right. I mean, dude, you can't. I can't say much. <laughs> I really can't. Um, I own the Green Lantern, and I still own it. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more about Superman Returns, though. Other than yeah, it was a Superman movie. That tried to continue, the, you know. So it wasn't even a reboot; it was a continuation, you know. Yeah, the, he looked a lot younger than Christopher Reeves. Though. Yeah, 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 that he did. Um, but yeah, you know, it's funny about this list here is that like, not only did we not even cover everything that's on here, but there are still movies that I left off. That's oh, how many movies. Yeah, you know, like. I'm surprised Spawn's not on this list. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was funny, like, I would have totally put it on here had I thought about it. Yeah. That 100% would have been on the list. Um, You know, I have uh, Electra on here, and oh, I'm like... Mm-hmm. I don't acknowledge that as a movie. It's for the best. Fun fact, it does have a rotten tomato of 11%. The only other movie on my list that is lower is Catwoman. Mm. Yep. Yeah, which is, uh, yeah. So that's the thing. Um... But yeah, like, so now for those of you who are younger out there, you probably have an idea now of what we had to go through for you guys to get the MCU. All right. The the type of options that we had as, as, as children and as teenagers are vastly different from what you have. So I see this for you guys and for me as well. But, you know, the next time, you get a, a shitty superhero movie. Just remember, it could have been Catwoman. Or Electra. Or Electra. Or Superman Returns. Or Superman Returns. <laughs> or, or, or Batman and Robin. Or Batman and Robin. Batman yeah. Forever. Or or Steel. Oh, Steel. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yep. And uh, that's the other thing, man. It's it's interesting because like looking at like the, the, the list here, it's like how many of these movies would I willingly watch again? The ratio isn't that good. No, there's a handful in there. Yeah, there's a handful. Like, you know, like eh. I might go back and watch some of them just to cringe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that's about it though. 
But some of them, like Superman Returns, that I just remember being kind of bored for. Like, I, yeah, I'm I not can't. watching that. Yeah. I can watch a bad I movie. I think I barely watched it. I think I watched it one time. Yeah, that that, that was enough for me. Yeah. yeah. That's all I needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll give you one more fun fact, and then we'll wrap this thing up here. We've been here for a long time. Holy crap. Jesus. Yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, and that is like, uh, you know, earlier when we talked about the X-Men trilogy, we mentioned how it's basically Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, that runs so, so deep uh, because after X3, really, where the fuck do you go with the franchise after you kill off everybody? Except for like Wolverine and Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so their next idea was going to originally be doing a Magneto solo movie. I would watch that. Yeah. Uh, but then they decided, well, let's do a Wolverine solo movie and we'll make it an origin. And we got Wolverine origins. Yeah. And then they still, you know, after that bombed, they said, well, maybe we can still do that Magneto origin movie. And then it snowballed into X-Men first class, which I, I still enjoy. I enjoyed it, that movie. It, it had, yeah, it's, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It, it, it there are things about it that are terrible, but it's not a terrible movie. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, so it's interesting how, like, even and even in first class, we get a Hugh Jackman cameo. Yep, uh, yep. And then... And be, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Oops. go fuck yourself. <laughs> I love that Hugh got the only F-bomb in that movie. Uh, and then, of course, between or at the first class, we get uh, the Wolverine movie, which was good which up until I've the third act. Seen. It's really good up until the third act. Really? Yep. Mm. The third act, you can tell that the studio steps in mm. and they're like, no, no, we need something else. They have this really intimate fight between Wolverine and one of it, like his iconic comic book villains um, taken from a really classic storyline and then like, oh, perfect. It's really intimate, like really, the movie should have ended with that and then we get a fucking... CG transformer fight is got like, no more yeah. kaiju fights. Yeah, it's like this is unnecessary. Uh, but then after that, you know, that's another Hugh Jackman movie, The Wolverine. But after that, we get Days of Future Past starring Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn it. I was like, come on, guys. Yeah, like well, give Hugh a break, give him a break. In Apocalypse, he gets a cameo where he breaks out of the uh Weapon X facility, which breaks their own canon because he never sees them in, in X Men Origins, right. Uh, and then after that, we get um, Dark Phoenix, the only movie he is not in, and it is quite possibly the worst X-Men movie of all time. I have not seen it, but I have heard horrible things. Yep. They are accurate. <laughs> Oz, do you have anything left to say to the homies here about uh, about anything, any of these terrible movies, any of the movies that you like, anything in general? Uh, I mean, honestly, I feel like my brain is melting thinking about all these horrible <laughs> superhero movies. But uh, no, this has actually been pretty fun, and just the the fact that we were able to go to memory lane and really show the progression of the the horrible superhero movies we had growing up, but also the feelings they gave us. Like, yes, I'm not saying Spawn was like the best movie or anything like that, but I remember having very fond feelings about that movie because yeah. I grew up with it, Me just too. like with uh, the Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just yeah. So I was thinking about these movies just reminded me of all those things. So that that's good. But the story sucked. Yeah. And <laughs> let's be honest, the technology wasn't there for a lot of these movies, especially no. Spawn. Right. Yeah. No. No, no. No. <laughs> yeah, no. No. 
But homies, I think they would be all for this. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing Oz here tonight because you will be hearing from me from him again soon. Uh, very soon here where we cover the, uh, I guess, this is the first half of Stranger Things. Yeah, I guess. Volume one. Vo- yeah. Season four, volume one. Even though volume two is only two episodes. But still, it's yeah, four hours. Which so. is like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> um. But like I said, also guys, there's a lot more cool content coming your way. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of a lot more fun episodes coming up as well. Hope you guys really enjoyed this. Also, I had a blast, brother. Always. Uh, always thank you yes. again for being here. Oh, of course. Um, this has been excellent. But I figured that we have to close out, uh, you know, the same way we came in, and, and that is with, with the, the awesomeness that is here. You guys have to listen to the to the songs of our movie childhoods. Take us home, Chad. That's gonna be all for this one, guys. So until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I'm Superhero Homie Oz. Watch you.